they taking our hard-earned money for nothing. These think they can take our money with rock they dig out of their dirty ass. And I'll bet you're here dangling your son's drug money to bail me out. We're talking about a potential cop killer who's bringing in millions a week slinging that poison. Take what you get, do your job, and please shut the fuck up. At six, we back in the b- 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 building, huh? I am, sir. Yeah. Hi, hi, friends. How are you? I'm blessed. Highly favored. How are you? Oh man, I'm ready to talk about this shit, man. You know, it, since we started this podcast, like my whole way I think about Snowfall is like absolutely different. I can't yeah. just enjoy it like a regular nigga like I used to. Oh, see, now I still enjoy it like a regular nigga. Uh, I do, but then I got to take all types of notes and shit and be very thorough because we bring information want, to the people. I want y'all to know that Treasy coming here every time with four, with no less than four pages of notes and I have my tweets. So like, right. All I the just, notes. I, I think it's important for us to be, well, for me, I, I just have bad memory. So like I have to do this otherwise. Because you're old. Partially that, and mm-hmm. it could be some other things of our early onset dementia, shit like that. That we don't we don't want to speak into existence. And also, you grew up in the eighties, so. So what does that mean? Nothing. We can keep going. <laughs> okay, I feel like you insinuating something that my mama not gonna like. Your mom doesn't. I don't know if she listens to this or not, so I'm not gonna. Yeah, I hope she doesn't. She might. If you do, mama, turn it off before I get the cursing. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> yeah, but uh, this is episode three, Grams of Snow podcast. Hi, friends. Yeah, man. Uh, it's your boy Treasy in the building, aka Kilo Corleone. <laughs> Kilo Corleone, baby. Uh, I don't. <laughs> what? What's wrong? He didn't share that one with me before. <laughs> yeah, Kilo Corleone. Kilo Corleone. Yeah, the Godfather, dog. Sir. I came before all this crack shit. You know, introduce yourself to the people. I am El Chapo's girlfriend. Oh, what's El Chapo's girlfriend's name? Bro, I don't know. What's your name? My name is Six. There you go. AKA El Chapo's girlfriend. Yes. That's what's up, man. She's the baddest bitch in the game right now. Right now she is? Right, yeah. She better than Beyonce. No, no, no. I don't mean like that. I mean, like, Shorty's holding it down. They oh, offer they offer her the entire world to snitch. She's like, nope, I'll stay right here in jail. <laughs> but like, what's the what's the incentive of her snitching? Out of curiosity, freedom, freedom, freedom from, um, from jail. Oh, she's home. oh she's locked up. Yeah, um, she's oh. being charged with everything right now. But they're offering her her freedom, you know, lifetime security. Oh, she's like, nah, bro, you ain't got shit on me anyway. So, oh, okay. Well, she know if she snitched, then I guess she she gonna have to live a life of complete live. Uh, that's that's ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess that pretty much sums yeah. it up right there, doesn't yeah. it? What's up, man? You ready to weigh this thing in? Let's go. All right. Hey, look, man. I remember shit being fine when it was just us three doing business. Franklin, get back. Shit, get shaky. You don't know what you're talking about. Nope. All right, man. So episode three of Snowfall. Um, to me, this this came in a little bit underwhelming, man. I I underwhelming maybe a strong word, but are you doing crap? No, 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 I'm not. I don't know. I have I have very good reasons, but you know, the first two episodes were were full bricks to me, bro. This one's half a brick, man. I'm I'm gonna say this one half a brick, man. Teeter t- half a brick teetering on Nah, that's disrespectful. I was gonna say teetering on, on quarter brick. Nah, this is half this is like a strong half a brick. This is like a this is like a C plus this episode. Sir. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. It's a it's a whole brick to me, and the other two struggled. Like there was so much explanation in this part, I guess. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Um, 
And it's funny because it's probably going to be one of the slower episodes of the season. I agree to you. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, this was sure. a whole brick to me. This was this was a brick. So that's 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 interesting to me that this is a slow episode of the season, and it's it's one that you are giving a firm confirmation to a whole brick. So it makes me wonder, what is it about an episode that you like? When it makes sense, build up right. Like I don't don't get me wrong. This episode was action packed, but making it a brick doesn't make it action packed. How much did I learn in the episode? Okay. What was solved in the episode? What was solved in the episode? How did how did the episode move the story? Got it. This okay. episode moves the story. Like it it does. It moves it. It does. And I and I'll give you that. That's that's what makes it a strong half a brick to me. Um, you know, on the upside of that half a brick as opposed to the bottom side. But to me, it's moving in a direction that doesn't feel real, right? Like, and I'll explain why. Right? Like this episode. We went from Scully being an imminent threat, episodes one and two, to like this nigga name being mentioned one time in a whole episode. Like it, it feels like the entire episode, it, it, this this almost felt independent from everything else. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. It, well, just in the way that like Scully, this like somebody's on your head, bro. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's on your head. And Franklin does is not necessarily hiding places where you cannot find him. Franklin be at his mama house and he'd be at Louis Club, both places that are completely attached to you. So it's not like he's even hiding in underground bunkers and all this other shit. He's just hiding in plain sight. And for some reason, Scully is not a threat to his world in this particular episode. It's like, it's like, all right, he's compart it, it almost feels like he's compartmentalizing the fact that like Scully's after him and he's doing other business. And that to me does not feel real. I think you kind of have to do that in real life. Like if you're if you're supposed to be a drug lord, you kinda everyone's trying to kill you. You have to compartmentalize, keep things moving. No, no, no. I'm not you letting you fly with that one. What? I'm, I'm not, everybody's trying to kill you. No, yeah, but, do you, but so uh, you think uh, that uh, someone's trying to kill him, so he should stop everything he's doing? No, I think. But I think it should. I think when you walking out of the bookstore or when you walking into the bookstore, you should be looking more over your shoulder. We didn't like, see him walking in the bookstore. Yeah, but we also he's not driving around in a car with tents. You don't. How do you know that? Well, it's it's 1985. We, there was tents in 1985, my nigga. But did you see the car he was driving around in? Yeah, he no, dropped when. A, and yo, when Lerp dropped him off at the books at Rafiki's bookstore, he was they driving around in <laughs> like a gold Chrysler, dog. Like it's probably like a Caprice. I think it's like a Caprice. He's with Lerp. Like a shirt. So what? Lerp is behind the wheel. He gave this nigga a motherfucking sniper rifle that hits Treasy. niggas from two miles away. Treasy. What do you mean Lerp it, is it, in the car? Treasy, it's your expectation that nothing else can happen until he deals with Scully? No, it's my expectation that if a nigga who drops acid in his ears that has access to a dragon off sniper rifle that I gave him, I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel the threat of that as I'm doing these other things. It so, just feels like this this episode is kind of independent from the threat. So you're upset the, because he's not well, wigging not, out about it? I'm not upset. No, no, I, 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 can, I can hear tell, you. I can tell how my voice kind of I can hear up. you. That's why I'm trying to scale He's it dealing with a cop who's I'm, trying to kill him and his mother. Yeah, but you know, uh, I guess because I don't want to come across as like being angry. So this is my level-headed voice. I get what you're saying, Six. And like, you're not wrong, El Chapo's girlfriend. I know. But what I'm saying is that. Yo, there's you can walk and chew gum at the same time. You can do business and still be what did you head want to on see? a swivel. I wanted to see this nigga. St I wanted to Scully. Yo, no, 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 forget Scully. We didn't see anybody outside of this episode. 
honestly, besides Gustavo and Reed and uh-huh. Franklin and his family. Yeah. What else did you want to see? Who did you want to see acting how? Yo, I, yo, okay. That's okay. That might be a fair question. This episode isn't about it's that. It's not about wanting to <laughs> see them. That's what I'm trying to say. Like you, he can still. There's a there's a way in the writing where a character can still pose a threat, even though they don't exist, right? Like so, the cartel, whatever cartel that Fuentes was working for, up until this episode, we kind of felt like was still a threat. They were an underlooming threat, right? Because Fuentes was in both episodes. Okay, but what I'm saying is both of those episodes, because of who he was and his position and the things that he said, did we or did we not feel like the car- there was another cartel that was another threat? What is Reed and Gustavo's storyline so far? Reed and Gustavo's storyline is, is that- dealing with the cartel. Yeah, but that's do we, all we're okay, going to know about okay, them right do now. Do we see another? Do we see cartel though? No, but, but no, but Treasy, the di- no, but the difference is uh-huh. their entire storyline uh-huh. right now uh-huh. is about that. Franklin's storyline uh-huh. is, is about Scully, is about Officer Nixon, is about the reporter. Oh, there shit. are other parts of their story to tell oh, besides shit. being afraid of Scully. I mean, because also Reed and Oso also have guns for, with with Avi. Avi's so not part a of threat. How do we know that? Avi's not. Avi is not a threat. How do we know that? Why do you think Avi is a threat? Because they introduced it as part of, yo, you don't introduce something as writing in a show like this without it meaning something. Does it mean he's a threat? It means that it's a threat that hasn't shown its face. That, it doesn't mean he's a threat. It means he's important. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. I'm, not, I'm not distinguishing between, I, I get you, that's fair. I, okay. Um, I think, there are other parts to Franklin's story. Okay. You can, it's not every episode is not going to be oh my god Scully. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that this is what to me made the episode feel hollow is the fact that we just completely set Scully down and dealt with the rest of everything else, which I don't think is wrong, but I think to me the writing dropped the ball. It seemed you know what it feels like to me that they there's like three told- that there's like three different writing teams. That's had, like the writer's room split up into teams. Team one handled episodes one and two. Team two finna handle episode three and four. And like none of them really communicated. That's how it kind of feels so no. far. That's how it feels so far. No. Oh, well, that's just my take on it. That's This is my, this is me winning. And this is me. I'm, yo, I'm saying it's like 10 grams short on this month. Well, I'm saying it's 500 grams short, really. But, you know, it, like, I wish y'all could see me looking at him. Yeah, she do. She got like some squinty eyes going on. I feel very unsafe in this room. I feel like I feel like six is a threat in this room. <laughs> see, there you go. I don't know what the word threat means. You should feel judged, not threatened. I, oh, okay. Well, it's cultural cues, my nigga. We talked about that. I, you know, we're of the same culture. Look at you. Not even you don't. Words mean things. Uh, I'm from a real nigga culture. Where you from? Nigga, don't fucking play with me. You got me fucked up. All right, man. You got anything else to to, to ridicule know. me I'm about? Si- like, plenty, but not nothing to do with this episode. Nothing to do with this episode? So far. I'm oh, sure there's more. Well, I feel like you tight right now about what I got to say about this half a brick. But but again, it's, listen, man. All I'm saying is this nigga turned, they turned in the term you paper. You can't judge the show off of your expectations. Did for I the say writing. I judged the show? That's literally what this part is about, us judging the show. Judging an episode, not the show. Okay, you can't, you can't, con- no, I'm saying the show though. You cannot continue to judge episodes by, well, I would have done this. Nigga, you ain't write the show. I'm not saying, okay, I am kind of saying I would have <laughs> done that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that's what dropped the ball to me. Is that, that's all the things that happened in, in this episode were really really good and they were really important they needed to be told and in the, in the um season's 10 episodes long i can agree i mean you know i can agree you know i can agree i can agree 
but half a brick. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? I'm never. I'm lying. I'm sorry. I, it's a full brick. Is I mean, that what I you want to hear? You're wrong, but it's okay. Right, well, you can be loud and wrong all you like. There's some. <laughs> I think there's some listeners out there that probably. I'm sure they feel me. I don't want to I mean, watch TV with they, them either. <laughs> All right, nigga. Let's get to it. Let's go ahead and start breaking this shit down. I'm tired of your monkey ass. What I don't understand is why do you have to buy us out? Because that way you become a part of the corporation and they lose their leverage. All right. So this episode picks up right from the end of episode two. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gustavo sitting in the dining room about to blow Reed's head off when he walk in. Right. And um, all right. What did you expect from what did you expect? from gustavo after this out of curiosity after episode two after episode two what did you expect from him i expected my sweetheart to go rogue okay and just start blowing things up got um, it yeah I, I expected him to go comp- i expected him to lose it and to just go on a killing spree honestly okay so so okay let me ask you a more specific question what did you expect from him and reed's relationship from here from episode two, I I thought that he would blame Reed. Right. I thought he'd be very, very upset with Reed um, for not paying it out. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because he told him, we don't really have an option. Right. Okay. Me as well. Yeah. Okay. That's that's how I felt about it. So, so when Reed walks in the door and, you know, he does his Gustavo whole- Gustavo beat his ass. He ain't beat him. He just pushed him down, really. He ain't really beat him. If you got pushed by Gustavo on the ground, uh-huh. you too would lose your breath and take a second to get up. <laughs> that nigga not that big, cuz. Okay. I'm just I'm just telling you what I think. That nigga smooth 6'8". Six, six, you think he's 6'8"? Come, come, talk about compared to Reed, probably. He's a character on a TV show. Oh, know. okay, okay. I'm about to say, because he don't got to duck his head walking in the door, so I don't think he's 6'8". Oh my God, your imagination is awful. No, I'm just, I'm just talking about logistics. I'm 5'2". Everybody's 6'8". Oh, okay. That's a fact. <laughs> I get it. I get it so to me this was like the first i think this is the first whiff of blood for me where i was like all right this episode is not really going to do what i thought it was going to do which is fine but is it? i mean obviously <laughs> obviously i have contention points with it but um i just felt like in this state of rage there was no it felt weird man he was he he waited for reed to walk in reed inspected the thing and he's like yeah, everybody's got to die pretty much. And then, you know, it's like he makes this, you know, emotional ass exit. And I just felt like that was too theatrical for my nigga Oso. You didn't feel that way? Like, like, why did you, so you call Reed and you like, I'm going to wait for you when you get here and then I'm going to do my thing. Like, if you that mad, you just going to do your thing. You're not waiting on Reed, right? I think this is Oso's first time being alone, alone. Okay. He's lost people, but... He has nobody besides Reed right, right now. When he lost Lucia, he had his brother. You know, when before he had his family, right. they lost that he had Lucia and her family, and then he lost the rest of Lucia's family and so had Lucia. Okay. And then he had Lucia's mom. Then he had his brother and the wife, and okay. the kids, and now they're gone. This is this is the first time we've seen him without anybody of his own. I think that Gustavo is extremely sensitive. He's extremely attached. I think he probably has, if I'm being a psychiatrist, abandonment issues and carrying on. Like What kind of issues? Abandonment. Abandonment issues. Okay. Yeah. So, like, this is the first time we've seen him. This is probably his emotional lowest. Okay. He's he's Normally, Gustavo fights out of necessity or for fun. Let's right. keep it a bean. He's, he's hurt. Like, he wants revenge. This isn't about fixing something. Right. 
He wants revenge. He wants revenge. So I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. You want revenge, but you gonna call Teddy. Revenge is a sad emotion, not an angry one. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Revenge isn't that- about anger most times. You're you're hurt, so you want someone else to hurt. Um, I'm. I'm not gonna ride with you all the way. I think I think I think both of them play a part. Mm-hmm. I think anger and sadness. I feel like play a part in it. It's like a it's a little Venn an diagram. angry sad. Yeah, there's like some revenge is both there. in the middle of yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think it has to be a little. The chemistry has to be both in order for it to be carried out, right? Like it's got to hurt you and piss right. you off. And I don't think time. he's had that part of it, besides okay. Lucia maybe, but he wasn't alone again. You yeah. know what I mean? Like so, I think him calling Reed was Reed is the only person he's semi-attached to yeah but then reed gets there and it's like what did you expect reed to say well keep in mind goose after reed had him knock the fuck out gustavo found out he was cia <laughs> right like, how the fuck well, you got well he didn't find out oh I mean, he found yes, he out did. yeah yeah but reed what told I'm, him. yeah reed told him that's well, what I'm so saying. that he lets us know out. that he didn't know beforehand so he probably expected reed to be a gangster right Oh, okay. He thought he had backup. Probably he thought he. You're right. So when, so when, basically, when Reed comes to talk him off the ledge, he's like, he "No, like, fuck, oh, that. fuck that." Yeah. Okay. I see. And that. he probably wanted to include Reed because it was still Reed's business. Like, yeah, that's true too. So at no point, though, at no point does he bring up. See, we should have gave him the hundred thousand. At no point does he say that. I don't think that conversation's over. Oh, okay. So you think we're tabling that for later? Yeah, I don't think this ends because they killed Fuentes and the car- and the um, officers. There's a bunch more conversation to be had. Like, this is a spoiler show. The end of it, we didn't see what happened after that. We just saw them niggas die. Right, right, right. That, okay, that's a good point. Everything in order of completion. After we get rid of this, we're going to have a conversation about how we got here. We're going to have, okay. Because well, I told you what to do. I'm on board for that because yeah. this felt a little, this felt a little uh, hollow. I think Gustavo had a, a, a one-track mind. I need to fix this problem first. Yeah. This is most important. I'll get to you because I can't get rid. I'm not getting rid of you. Oh, so I need Gustavo to go get rid of them. And Franklin kind of like the same person emotionally. Like they just compartmentalize certain things to go <laughs> to get along, even yeah. though it's a whole nother thread of the. Oh, okay, I'm not I get arguing it. that. You the one who upset about it. Yeah, man. Because like it's, it's not real life. Because pe- people don't compartmentalize that. That like compartmentalizing is not that clean. I the, think that they, you would be the fuck surprised. I don't think it's that clean. I think man. you're Sagittarius and y'all don't know how to compartmentalize anything. You just say that you do? No. No, um, I do know how to compartmentalize. It's just messy. Like compartmentalizing but everyone can be messy. Co- it can be, but it's not always. Yeah, right, right. But this shit but this is like tidy though. This is like no semen on the I don't his, understand on the bed what spread. you wanted him to do when he's talking to his parents and when he's talking to a bookstore owner. Damn, we can't just get one conversation with like him and Louie or him and whatchamacallit or him and Lerp where he's like, yo, Lerp, man. That's not what I'm this episode scared. was about. Yeah, but why can't we walk and chew gum, Six? Why are you defending the writer so bad? You got stake in the show? <laughs> Treasy, you got so stake in the show, man? Are you okay? No, I'm just saying. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, sitting right here in front of I'm you. But I'm trying to right? figure out why you defended this so hard. I'm trying to figure out what your beef is. My beef is just that this is too tidy. This is too tidy. Treasy, hmm. in real life, right? Let's say that someone is trying to kill me mm-hmm. and I see you every day. Mm-hmm. I have to continue my life. Let's say my life is super dangerous anyway, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's say not the first person tried to kill me. There are actually two other people right. who actively, maybe three, I'm not sure yet, who actively have a reason to want me dead. 
Let's say I'm taking care of a family. Let's say I'm feeding entire neighborhood drugs. Let's say that I have a bullet lodged in my body and I'm walking on a cane. Let's also say the love of my life is a recovering crackhead. I've just lost my best friend and I don't know whether or not I'm starting a gang war as I poison everything. Do you think every conversation I have about you is going to be about only one of the people trying to kill me? Um, I think that's a yes when, or no question. Uh, no, so my answer would be no. Exactly. So what are we Hold talking on. No, about? No, no, no. My episode? answer is the opposite of what you thought it was going to be. My answer. So it's, I mean, it's yes. My answer is yes. Because it was a lot, it was a lot of space in between the Pick questions. So I kind of forgot the question. So my answer to that you is, think every time I talk to you about one person, you think I'll talk to you every day about no, all four people about, trying to kill me? You, come on, man. You see, so you being very like you being very threat, hyperbolic. Was the threat of Nick's there? Did you did you yes, feel the threat? Yes, okay, but, so but, hold on, but, hold on. But, but let me explain because we are gonna answer in the same order. The threat of Nix is there, yes, but it is not a it is not a threat that is equal to death. Now go. That's not true. That is very true. Treasy, if there's a part of me that believes that Nix would not kill Franklin, I I don't know what you've been watching. Dog, there is no. Th- th- that's not the. Nix wants his money. Okay, Period. sure. I'm not going to argue with you about it because we'll be arguing all day. I don't, you're wrong. But <laughs> was the threat of Irene there? Say yes, no so I can argue with you. No, th- he does not know about the threat of Irene. Exactly. Isn't that beautiful? But it's still there, right? As an audience, we oh, know the threat so is there. You're, and we you're see making it. my case, though. No, Treasy, I'm not making your case. I'm saying we don't have to see every threat every time. Nothing's wrong with the this. threat no- of Irene has been in all three episodes, and we have seen the Irene in all of three Nick's episodes. Has been in all three episodes. We have seen Nick's all three episodes. Okay, the threat of Scully should be in, in three. Where episodes. Where did he fall into this episode? Where would he have been? Yo, where would he have been? Answer. Okay, it could have been. Why can't it be some niggas kicking in the door that they thought that Franklin lived at? Some some niggas snatching up or shooting a car that they thought Franklin was in. Treasy. It could be, it could be, yo, no, I think you're being very obtuse here. No, I, I think you're forcing what you want from, what you think the show should have been because of your profession. I think that you're inserting that into this. This wasn't a bad episode. No. It's simply you want everything super action-packed at all no. time. That's not a thing. That, that, there has to be slow builder episodes. That could be, that there could has be to. fair. We, we, we're going to have to table this because we got to keep it moving. <laughs> but, but, but. I, I just want to posit two things. One, I, it's not that I feel like it needs to be an action-packed episode. Two, I'm not saying the episode is bad. I'm just saying that this is, to me, where they dropped the ball. Now, again, there's probably a hundred people or millions, a thousand people out there that feel the exact same way you feel. And there's probably a thousand people out there that feel the exact same way that there's I feel. There's not a thousand that feel the way you feel. Okay. All right. Well, the, for, for the thousand that there just heard five. her say that. There may be five. She just disrespected y'all. Okay? I did it on purpose. Oh, damn. It's okay. You disrespected our listeners. All right. They'll but be back. That's what's up. So, don't tell us up. So, so, you, so uh, before we get too far ahead in the show, um, the progression of the title credits. I don't know now. This shit, yo, this shit I went down. I don't fucking know. It went to shit. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it was like, yo, I can't even read Snowfall What the hell no is more. this? Is it daisies, daffodils? What the fuck is happening? Yeah, it's going wild. It, it's it's kind of like... um. I feel like it's going to explode. It's going to end up imploding somehow, I feel like. Yeah, but, but I think the idea that we can't even recognize it, I feel like that's a clue, right? It's starting to like not even look like the word Snowfall anymore. So I'm wondering if that's the whole thing, like, damn, the city don't even look like it used to. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Like, if that's the symbolism. That's kind of that's kind of where I sit with it right now. Um, I can't wait till it makes sense. I hope it does make sense. I, I would imagine, you know, that that's the whole point of these titles is to sort yeah. of tie into the, you know, that's how they, they, they did it on season three. So I'm hoping for that for season four. But uh, I'm, my bad. I'm sorry for us to moonwalk like that. Sure. Um, 
Um, all right, man. So, so, okay. So the threat of Knicks, right? No, before we even get there, bro. What? The fucking reporter got her nose and some shit again. And who is this black dude with her? Like, who is this? Yeah, so he seems like he's a, some division of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And some division of law enforcement that had something to do with bringing, um, bringing Franklin in to jail after the whole murder of Kevin. Somebody else helping her get killed. Okay. Yeah, well, he's definitely. It seems like he's the sort of like he in, he he nudges he her into this hero. world. Andre wants... was a good cop. Okay, that's the sensibility you get. Is that he wants to be a hero? Yeah, he's mad. Franklin's not in jail. and feels like he should be. Right. right. He want to be here. But wouldn't you, if you were like a detective? Wouldn't you be mad? First of all, don't you ever accuse me of being a Jake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never went through a nigga phone? Fam. <laughs> that dude being a oh, Jake. You ain't never, you ain't never, that's some detective work, right? No. That's not detective work? No, that's pretty odd. Stalking niggas? I've never stalked anybody in my life. You ain't never that's stalked a nigga you thought was doing something crazy? No. That, that you was with? Nah. Okay. You nah. a bullface liar, but go ahead. No, go, my pull-up game is strong. I'm not going to stalk you. It's not a secret. So hey. how you going to pull up if you ain't stalked? Where are you pulling up to? Hello? Right. I'm a social media kid. I can find you. Oh, just six. Keep, thank you. Thank you. No, no, thank I'm the, you, no, no. I'm not being fun. Like when I started dating, social yeah. media was a thing. You right. were posted somewhere. Thank you, six. I'm not stalking. Thank you, this six. This is public knowledge. No, I appreciate you, six. You just pretty much just let me know that you be stalking the trees. You was right. Keep, carry on That's with your point. That's not fucking stalking. Carry on with just, your point. Words, ha- words mean things, but <laughs> either way, this cop, you know, or who, whomever detective, he's not in plain clothes, right. helping Irene get her ass murdered. I don't. She's steady carrying on. Yeah. And we just see them talking about how Franklin was supposed to go to jail. Right. How it's been completely wiped. There's no record of it because that was Franklin's deal. Remember? With? With Reed. Oh, you're right, right, right. Reed would get him right. out of it. If he moved his, moved his dope, right. he would get him out of the murder charge. Right, 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 right. Um, So it doesn't exist anymore. I'm saying right a bunch of times, but I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I completely forgot that. <laughs> I'm like, right, right, right. In the back of my head, I'm like, I forgot but that But yeah, shit. that's like at the genesis of their relationship. Like okay. That, that was the trade they made. Right. Okay. Reed got him out of jail and got everything wiped to keep him clean so he could keep moving the drugs. So that makes sense is why it would be wiped at a high completely, level like that. Yeah. And, and it also goes into the story, the, our theory of, of Irene being Gary sort of Webb. the surrogate for Gary Webb's yeah. story, which um, obviously- you know, and my you know my prediction, and I, I'm assuming that you follow the same yeah. same prediction that like when pop, she pop. starts to uncover the CIA is when it's going to become a problem. Pop pop. Yeah, and and they're pretty much kind of laying it out for us. Yeah. Which makes me almost feel like that's not the route they're going to go because they're they're kind of laying the tracks too good. You know what I'm saying? You know how stories do that. It's like they take you in a place you feel like you walking straight into the house, and then the, and then the route goes all the way around the house. This is going to sound snotty, but I don't know if the average listener knows that this, knows the story of Gary Webb. That's a good point, too. Yeah, that, but see, that's always, isn't that always kind of like the crux of a decision? Is like, yo, am I smarter than the people that are like putting this together or am I being duped? That's all, that always seems yeah. to be the fork in the road yeah. when it comes to predicting shit. Uh, or maybe they didn't care. Maybe they like the idea that some of it is holding true to history you know what i mean like maybe yeah. they're like well you know it's gonna happen we're not gonna make it a white man and call him gary right but you know it's gonna like i think that what i will say is i feel like they think their audience is intelligent okay so maybe they don't care that we know that part yeah because it's still a fun ride because, yeah it's she, still an important part it's, it's she still serves a purpose because it's like a lot of there's a there's a whole nother side of opposition so what so what it seems like is happening now is like 
the wall, like Franklin, the walls are closing in completely on every side of Franklin and every wall that's closing in, it's, it's making us feel like he's a bad guy. Yeah. You know, so it's, so the story is kind of, so she's helping shape one side of this square of like, yo, Franklin is really a piece of shit, you know, that's protected on high. Um, you know, so that's, yeah, that's kind of the purpose. It just serves like a lot of, a lot of good tension. So, and even just, and even to add some razzle dazzle to it, she has family issues. Yes. Right. There's more to her. Like, who's this black dude? Fam. Yo, she seemed to have a thing for black men. <laughs> like, like, this bald black man fixing this window. I'm thinking, oh, yeah. well, okay, Irene. So, so is, did, did you kind of think, is that her ex-husband? Is that what's... That's what it feels like. They talked feels... about having an adult child. Right. Who doesn't talk to her, apparently. Right. That was that was very interesting to And me. he done moved on, hell. So, yeah. Because that... he, he know what we know. She irritated. She's very... Well, yeah. She's obsessive. So that, so, that... To me, that was an interesting scene because what I gather from that is he has mad love for her. Mm-hmm. Like, he's still, he still has love for her. Like, he probably didn't want to leave. Yeah, he didn't want to move on. He felt guilty about moving on. It's, yeah. It sounded like she probably divorced him. On I don't like. Nah, I, I don't. I'm gonna tell you. My bad. Let me let me let you finish. I didn't mean to cut you off. She no, I divorced him. To me, it kind of felt like just from the way that they're describing her, it's like you said, obsessive. Yeah. Probably one day she was being super extra. Right. And was like, "Well, I want a divorce," and he probably held her to it. She seems like she wants people who argues all the time, and right. you get sick of that shit. I, see, okay, that's that's a good that's one take on it. I feel like that. Um, I feel like that she got so obsessive into a situation that like she started neglecting her family. Right. And that's and, probably and, better. And, and because yeah. he seems like a really involved, really nice involved guy. Right. So he probably wasn't really giving her a reason to want a divorce. He was probably very supportive. That's, that's what I get. Right. Him that's a better be, take. Yeah. And, and then, and she became so obsessive that it put him in a corner where he had to make that decision for him and his daughter. I'll say, and they have a child. So yeah, yeah. you're probably right. So that, that's, that's what I get. Um, he obviously didn't do anything wrong. Um, well, I'm not gonna say obviously because some you know people can change or whatever the case may be, but but even adding that layer to it adds more than just the Gary Webb story. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely. For me, that puts other people in her life in danger. And for me, it established. I, yo, I think a hard nosed journalist is scary to like people that are doing the thing, right? Yeah, like a very because you know what else? Like law enforcement is the threat that you expect to be there. You know, your competition is the threat that you expect to be there. But like a diehard journalist that has access to words that are distributed amongst people and shape opinions right? and and, and garnish attention, that's scarier because that's a threat that you can't submerge. And you trying to submerge it only makes it worse. Only makes it worse, man. You know, everybody else operates under the radar. Right. So like so so they the have di- rules and regulations. So the diner scene with with like with uh Franklin and Nick's, that's what that established, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, your hands are so dirty that who who you they always say when you a drug dealer, who you gonna call? So so in a sense, like you a cop, but who you gonna call right. to take me out because you in the mud with me. Right. When he's yeah. like, you know, Nixon asked for his money, he's like, No. <laughs> exactly. No. And he's nigga. like, what do you mean no? He's and he goes, I don't you think I have something on you? He was like, Maybe four months ago, but you've been taking money, Slim. What you gonna do? Call the police. <laughs> so you look we here now. We here now. And, and 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 I think, you know, from a like a journalist is scary because they operate above the water. So there's no there's really 
you know what I'm saying? There's, 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 they're just scary in that way because they, ex- their whole business model is to expose mm-hmm. where everybody else is to submerge, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and operate below the line. And, and she makes her money above the line. So that's what makes it scary to me. You know, if I was a drug dealer. Um, Speaking of drug dealers who ain't got no drugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Leon. Yeah, boy. Like them, them last two bricks, boy. He is he's stepping on them. He doing the crib walk on them things. Child. Because Wanda <laughs> said, hey, this shit is weak. <laughs> this shit is Yo, Wanda telling you your shit weak, dog. Yeah, but that, that for me made me like, oh. Yeah. People noticing his shit weak. Yeah. Where are they going to go? What do you think? Where Where do you think they're gonna go? Man, man boy, the only one drugs. He the only yeah because you know who hates man boy? Leon. Yeah, so they going so they going they going team up. The enemy of my enemy. No, they're yeah. not gonna team up. Huh? What you? Think? I don't think they're gonna team up. I think Leon gonna take his fiends. Leon gonna take his territory. Leon's not Leon. I'm sorry, man, man boy. Man boy gonna take his territory. Gonna take his yeah. Right, you know, right, man right. boy being wild, ambitious right now. Yeah, but you, remember, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see Wanda. You know, being Wanda still loving Leon, and Leon still loves her. Right. Um, he makes sure she don't get her ass beat. But so so okay, look, hold on, let's stay here for a second. So you think that man boy is just going to take Leon's territory? Not that simple, but I think that's going to be what happens. Like I'm, I'm sure there's a lot surrounding that, but I think the crux of it is he's going to one run out or two. They're going to go see man. One of them is going to go see man boy and come back like, hey, good drugs over here. Because this shit steps on. It's weak. They're not even getting the same high. So, so you know how I, I, I told you last episode you got Man Boy fucked up? I don't, think you, I don't think you realize what kind of game of chess Man Boy is. What do you think Man Boy's end game is? To be a kingpin. And what do you have to do to be the kingpin? You have to make a, make a family. I hear you. But he's not, he doesn't have a connect. No, bigger. There you go. The play is the connect. That's the only thing standing between Man Boy being that nigga and not being that nigga. From what we saw with Franklin today, do you think Franklin's going to stop Man Boy from selling drugs anywhere he wants to? N- no, I don't think so. But I, but that doesn't. What you're talking about is what you're talking about is. How does Leon help him with the connect? Because Franklin, because Leon knows the connect. That's what we established last episode. When 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 Fatback said, "Why don't you just do business with the niggas that Franklin was?" I don't want to fuck with them. He knows Gustavo and he knows Reed. He knows the connect. So if you're man boy, I think the smarter play, you know, this divide and conquer game that we saw him play when when Jerome and Louis dropped the bricks off, right? The divide and conquer game is to get close to the people that can get close to the connect. I think you're underestimating Reed. No, in what way? Reed's not making them kind of waves. What you mean? Them Reed's kind of not going to sell... To fucking Leon? No, okay. See, this is where you should have paid closer attention to the wire, right? Because think about it. It's not, it's not a, it's, it's a two-step process. Who's the connect? You find out who's the connect, and then you take away the person that the connect is doing business. This is exactly what Marlo did mm-hmm. with, with the Greeks and Prop Joe, okay? See, if you paid attention to the wire, right? Instead of calling it mid, you would have known this, right? So, but you so, say that every episode. It's I just am because the it's the theme. It's the theme. Which is follow me. But here. it's a lie. So Marlo, Marlo went around Prop Joe to find the connect. He even went as far as going to prison to talk to Avon Barksdale because he knew that he was doing life or whatever Avon was doing. Uh, you know, he basically said, "Introduce me to the connect." 
And Avon said, all right, boom, there's a, there, I'm going to introduce you. To, I'm, I'm going to put you in front of Sergey, who I'm doing time with inside the prison. You got to pay me 10 mil for that, though. So Marlo paid him 10 mil to make the introduction to Sergey, who Sergey in turn made the connection to the Greeks. Once he got in contact with the Greeks, he killed Prop Joe. So that's the two-step process. You get in contact. Man Boy is trying to find out who the connect is so that way he can kill Franklin. He wants Franklin dead, bro. You think he don't? But he just knows he's smart enough to know he can't kill him. And this is where you had him fucked up last episode saying that, like, yo, I don't, like, I don't Reed's think. Reed's not going to work with anybody but Franklin. Reed's not going to work with Man Boy. Reed doesn't have a choice. He has to. He ha- Reed got Franklin out of a murder charge of a federal officer. But if Franklin I, is dead, you have no choice. He's not going to. He's not gonna die. Okay. Well, I mean, you you fresh off saying you fresh off saying in anybody episode one could, or two that right? anybody could get it. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. And that I don't even see if that. Franklin died, it would make sense. I'm telling you, I'm showing you the pathway of why it can happen. If that happens, I will have the same reaction you did earlier about the writers being assholes. That that, that doesn't make sense to me. It makes part. Here's the funny part, six, and I'm just gonna point out the hypocrisy in you. Okay. Follow me here while I tell you about yourself. You about yourself, okay? Stay, sit there with a shit grin on your face while I tell you about yourself, okay? All right. So you said that there is a lot of parallels to the wire and snowfall so far, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now Treasy is, and then you also posited that you can see anybody getting it. Mm-hmm. So I just made a connection. That showed you another parallel to the wire and Franklin getting it, and you and you mean to tell me that you would call that bad writing after you after you made the prediction that both of these things are possible? Because I would need to see Reed and Franklin have an issue before that. There is some very weird loyalty they have to each other. Yo, They're, you're not. No, if he's dead, there is nothing to mend. If he, if if okay. he dies and Reed finds out who or what did it, he's not going to trust that person. Why Reed he, has to trust who he's doing this. How with. would he find out if, if 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 how would he find out and why would he care if he knows that there's a drug war going on and that Franklin is smack dab in the middle of it? Right? There's a gang war going on. Mm-hmm. So. He could have got killed by Scully. He could have got. He's not connected. What did, what did Reed say when Franklin bought him the problem about the gang war? He said, "There's some things that I can help you with, and some things that I can't help you with. And this happens to be one that I can't help you with. Why can't he help him with that?" Six. Okay. What, I just don't agree why? with you. But why? I just don't agree with why you. Why can't he help him with that? I'm. I am 31. Answer the question. Don't do that. No. <laughs> no. Answer the question for people that may may not know. I want. I want to hear your perspective. Why can't he the CIA fix cannot, it for him? Cannot insert himself into a gang war. No, it's bigger than that. The CIA, they don't have their feet in the ground in that way with gang violence. So he has no influence or no intelligence over gang over gang gang doing. Okay. So he can, he doesn't know where to pull the strings to make that not happen. I just don't agree with you. As far why do you think cocaine comes in through one person? Okay. Come on, six. I thought you was iller than this, dog. I thought you was Griselda Blanco. I think you have an amazing Griselda Negro. <laughs> I just don't agree with you. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm giving, yo, I'm looking real strong this episode. I'm not going to hold you. I mean, I, I hear you. I'm looking real strong. I think that you are also a person who overcomplates what should be in the seeds. I'm, I'm predicting what's actually going to happen. Oh. Not what makes sense. All right. We taking not bets? Not what you think makes sense. We taking sense. bets? No, I'm not betting you. 
Why not? If you if you confident about your position, you you want to take you want to take show. bets. No, right. Neither did I. But and are you sure? Because you you no, speak really strongly. I'm just, about it. I'm just I'm listen. I'm just painting. I'm, you know, I'm just I holding. Literally the said canvas. okay eleven times. Okay about what? I'm sorry, I missed it. I was too busy arguing. I know. <laughs> okay I know. to what? I know. Okay to what? To whatever your thought process is. All I right. said okay. So I'm a real. So we could just continue and just Treasy could just steamroll over you this episode. Oh, you're not steamrolling over me. I'm just, we're not going to argue for 40 minutes at a time either. I said what I said. said oh, that's a fact. Okay. In the words okay. of my good sis Nini, I, I said, I said what, what I, I said. said. Okay, all right. Your opinion you. doesn't change that for me. That's a fact. But I feel like my opinions are hella strong. But I don't want to come across as an asshole to people that don't know me on the other side of this microphone. So I apologize. Well, I mean, I'm very diplomatic. You are now. Do you want them to know you or not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know if the. Are I we want not being to, ourselves? No, nah, I, I want to be a fake ass nigga for oh, real. Okay, I want to be a fake nigga on the mic. Okay, yeah. I'm like, but this is. I, I come up with a whole. I'm Kilo Corleone. I'm like a whole alter ego right now, fam. Like, I don't want people to know the real cheesy. Like, that's, that's where we. He's shining through right now. <laughs> and y'all, that's why I'm saying okay, because oh, Treasy means what he's saying. So it's like, all right, I, hear you. I do. I'm just keeping. Go ahead, it. I'm just saying some real shit. That's all. I know. All right, so um, all right, man. Franklin gets dropped off at Rafiki Books, man. And walks in, hugs, no wait. kisses. Man boy and Louie had a conversation. Okay. It was a very short one, but it said a lot for sure. Which is Man Boy tried. Man Louis. Boy tried. He tried to see if he could get Louie and Jerome to break from Franklin. Yeah. Jerome looking like Jerome looking like he real iffy right now. I need Jerome to go on vacation. Yeah. Jerome needs some sun. He need he need a beach in Mexico until the shit is sorted out. But but do you peep? He's a weak link. Do you peep how? Do you peep how? It, it just to, just to confirm what you said. Do you peep how easy it was for Man Boy to like to he appealed to this nigga's ego and got him that simply. Niggas like that are dangerous. Nigga popped up. What, what's the first thing he did when they popped up? He was like boom boom boom. What he call him? Killer Jerome. Yeah, like, or some shit like that. You should have seen your man. Yo, he was out there popping and shit. He had Jerome fake cheese and carrying on. And Louis like, nigga, take these fucking drugs so I can go. Exactly, dog. Yo, the fact that man boy was easy, like, it was so easy for him to just like really boost his ego like that. Does Aunt Louis or Jerome know about Reed? They know about him. Do they? Do they have access to him? Yeah, because that's because they were carrying on the business, so they were paying Reed. You remember? Uh, you, right, but was that Aunt Louis or Jerome? Do we know? I feel like it was Louis. Okay. I feel like it I was. I feel Louis, better if it was Louis. But but I think I, I feel like both of them were involved. I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm feeling like both of them were involved because I know that Jerome had a hand in making sure Nick's got paid. I'm okay with Jerome knowing Nick's. Yeah, but I don't want Jerome to have access to Reed. Is is my thing? Because Louis gonna hold it down. Well, well, I, here's the thing. I don't think. I don't think there's nothing about Aunt Louis and Jerome's relationship that makes me think that Jerome doesn't know Reed. He's got to know Reed. They were all at the party together. Yeah, he knows. True. They were true, all true, at true. the party together. True, dog. true. Everybody at that party was comfortable, and they knew. Oh yeah. shit, T. That brings us back to T. She was at the party. So she saw who. So if she's able to see who was at the party, then she she's. She who's a connect. She wasn't yeah, in that back room when it happened. But yeah, but she saw she saw the, the incident happen and she saw who went to that back room. So so here's the thing. When you're in a position like that, you put eyes on. There's only but so many people in here. Right. 
and you put eyes to who's doing what. Louis and 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 uh, wasn't Louis and Reed? Weren't they talking like at the top of the balcony? Yeah, but in that, that party. But that doesn't give them. If you're, we're arguing the point that I don't think is true that you have, which is him getting access. T being able to say, "Hey, that might be the connect," doesn't give him access. No, it doesn't give him access, but it gives him an entry point on who to flip to get access. This is what we're talking. This is the chess game. No, but what I'm saying, it's still Louis and Jerome. We would have to flip. But what I'm, I'm still saying, if it's if Louis, I know Louis's going to hold it down. So okay. we think Jerome might be the weak link. No, but, of course, of course. So we're, so we're saying the same. So basically, in the words, shout out to my nigga Christopher Schaefer, right? In the words of Christopher Schaefer, when we be talking about Elon Musk and cryptocurrency, right? I hate both of those things. <laughs> so he made a point. He was like. All right, follow me here for anybody who's into crypto. Um, Elon Musk tweets a lot about Dogecoin. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where like what Elon was tweeting wasn't really affecting the price anymore. There was a point where what he was tweeting was affecting the price of Dogecoin. Now it's not really affecting the price anymore. I bought that up to, to Schaefer. Shout out to Schaefer. And he was like, yo, Elon Musk is like an engineer. I think what he's doing is he's kind of, he's kind of, He's basically testing the foundation to see its strengths and weaknesses. So I'm paralleling that to what Man Boy is doing. So if he gets a read on, no pun intended, if he gets a read on Reed, right? Or who has, he doesn't know who Reed is. So let's start there. So if you're trying, if you're trying to figure out who the connect is, what you, what the game is, how do I, how do I follow and see who these people are communicating with? Because at some point. Throughout the week, they're going to talk to the connect. So the name of the game is like, okay, she was talking to this person. And then this person was talking to this person. Okay, there's an overlap here. Oh, that may be the connect. So you got to stress test and, and try your relationships with each person. He tried Louis. Louis didn't falter. You know what I'm saying? He tried Jerome. He saw a tweak in that. You know, Leon may be another stress point. Like, yo, all right, yo, I see you not get, you know, your product ain't good. Listen. I, all the little shit we had between us, let's put it to the side, my nigga. I'll start issuing you bricks or whatever the case may be. Fuck Franklin, you ain't got to do business with him. You could do business with me. I'm going to treat you right. You know I'm a solid nigga. Mm -hmm. We may not like each other, but that's going to make us better friends. If he tries that angle and Leon bites, Franklin needs to be scared. Sure. And, I, and to me, man boy is going to try that angle. If he can't get through to Jerome, if he can't get through to Louis, the next person in line is Leon. Leon's not going to give him read. I think I, think, I don't think I, I think that we are overestimating their beef. They don't have a real beef. Who? Leon and um, Franklin. They're friends who are upset with each other. Yeah. But but as we can see, Leon has pride. He doesn't want Leon's to do not this. disloyal. He's not disloyal. But Leon, yo, Why Leon's emotional. I'm not because you act, yo, because you I'm just for dis some I'm reason, disagreeing with you. That's all. Yeah, I know. Listen, this doesn't impede on our friendship. I think this is making it stronger, right? <laughs> no, like I just, I disagree with you. Okay, I agree that you're disagreeing yeah. with me. Um, however, I, what I'm trying to offer to you? No, I disagree with you. Okay, all right, cool. I could be wrong, but I, I disagree with you. I, I really wish you would just bet. I no. really wish you would just bet with me. No. Okay, so so you give me your prediction about where the man boy story is going. So I'll shut up and I'll let you talk. I don't know if I have a real prediction about it. I am sure that at some point Leon's going to be involved with it. It could be the way you say, I can see that happening. Okay. Or it could be a beef. I could see that happening as well. I could see it just being all his fiends going over there and 
um, man boy taking them and maybe that starting their very tense relationship. Mm-hmm. Or I can see your angle and all the fiends going there and him going, hey, your fiends are coming to me. That lets me know that you ain't got shit. Blah, blah. I can see I can see that happening. Right. The only part I disagree with you about the Leon stuff. Leon's not disloyal to Franklin. Oh, so I, I so I'm not Reed is not if if at some point Manboy has a conversation with Reed, uh-huh. I will be absolutely and completely stunned if that happens because of Leon. Okay, I, I so and and I'm not saying that Leon's going to be the one that topples over. I'm saying simply that Manboy is stress testing. He's going to try oh, sure. to stress test every. I'm and, not disagreeing and, with that. And, and that and that may be his angle with. That may be his angle to get Leon to try to topple over. Now, in the event that they try this and then Leon doesn't topple, then Manboy is going to play another card that, okay, so in this episode, and and I I know I didn't finish that thought, but I'm going to get there. In this episode, when they sat down with DFS, right, the Mexican intelligence, and they they pulled out all this intelligence about where Fuentes Fuentes stays, right, this little villa in the middle of nowhere, right? And they had all this intelligence about it. What was the plan? Their what, plan was to sweat them out. But we haven't even gotten there yet. You it's know it's right. to isolate. Yeah, no, no, no. But, <laughs> but, but it, well, yeah, we, we kind of already passed that because they, at this point they had already sat down with DFS and said what the plan was. So, so the the thing was, this is where he goes when he's feeling the heat. Okay. Now, here's the thing about it is that we want him to feel the heat, but you do not have permission. You do not have permission to do anything to him in Tijuana, period. If you want our support, you cannot do anything to him in Tijuana, but we do need him to get to this location in order for you to do something to him. So that's where Gustavo says, I hear you. I got to do what I got to do to get him out, to get him to this thing, to this place, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, so that's kind of the same thing. That's, that's, to me, that's going to... Man boy is operating like central intelligence. He's operating. He has a CIA mind. He's operating like motherfucking J. Edgar Hoover in the FBI right now. Okay. How do I identify a potential mole in your situation and then use that as leverage to, to put you in a situation? I'm not arguing with that point. I, I agree with you there. Oh, okay. I just don't believe he's, you can look for a mole. Doesn't mean you're going to get one. Yeah. I don't I completely agree that man boy is going to try his luck with everybody. Right. So but but the position that he plays with somebody like Leon, I guess what I'm trying to say is simply this. If Leon doesn't it, it, I'm making a huge assumption. He hasn't even had a conversation with Leon, but we're just I'm just predicting that this is where it goes. If he has a conversation with Leon and they start working together, he starts applying him and then Leon doesn't give him what he wants. He has to play another card for for Leon to lead him there. To lead him to this plug. You know, so he plays another hand like he basically stops supplying him. And that hand is when Leon goes to Franklin to me. Okay, let's stay here. What what do you think is it? What do you think has to happen in order for Leon to to come back to Franklin? That's not for Leon to go back to Franklin. Yes. Not much. (laughs) Not just just throw out some variables. What would have to happen? His plucks start complaining. They don't have a real beef. They're friends who are mad at each other. So you never had a beef with a friend that went on a lot longer than it should have. This has already gone on longer than it should have. No, it hasn't really been a lot of time. That's, I think that's kind of the point of all of this. I, I just don't, I don't see it, them it, not it, coming back together in the show. The like, t- the and even, line, if they, even if they don't come back together in the show, Leon's not flipping on Franklin. 
Okay, but what I'm trying to say is okay. All right, I hear fine. you. He's I'm not, just not, not going to agree with you. He's, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying. This is not. I'm. I'm just asking you a question. I'm not trying to get you to agree with anything about anything. I'm asking you, what has? What do you? What do you foresee happening in this season that gets Leon and Franklin talking back to each other? And so you, you you're basically saying. Him running out of drugs is going to get Leon to say, hey, man, I fucked or whatever. Let's put, I don't let's think it's going to be a pleasant back. conversation. I don't even think it'll be friendly, but okay. they'll end up back together. Okay. And, but you, you realize we're in TV land, right? So there, there has to be a little bit more. No, I think that per- works wonderfully. Franklin too. needs things to be sold. Leon needs things to sell. That's too tidy, dog. Oh, I don't I'm think sorry. This, this no, show is completely capable of No, tidy. I don't think it's going to be tidy at all. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be friendly is what I'm saying. It's not going to be a let's kiss and make up. Okay. It's going to be, hey, yo, you still a fuck nigga. So are you. But this is happening. Okay, fuck it. Whatever. Get your shit from whoever. Uh, Here. Okay. He so, still wants to sell the most drugs in the area. So you think it turns into a frenemies type thing? Yeah, I don't even think it's a frenemy. I think they still won't like each other. It doesn't mean they're disloyal to one another. I, think, I don't think they're going to be friends this season. But I think that Leon will start getting his drugs from Franklin again this season, yes. Okay. So, so if, all right. So if we're talking about... You made it. You made a comment in episode two that we're starting to see peripheral characters more. Mm-hmm. So let's just stay on Leon for a second. Can you make? Do you have any? What are some possibilities of the way his storyline can go? Because it has to be more than just I ran out of drugs, right? Where are some potentials for his storyline? I think he becomes. I think we see more of how he's running this project. I think he starts get one. I think he's gonna fall flat in his face with this stepped on shit. Okay. I think that's gonna hit rock bottom first before he if and before he goes to anybody. What What does that look like if you hit rock bottom with like he added drugs? Drug he added drugs. His fiends are upset. He's selling fake shit like, okay. or he tries somebody else and it's not pure. Like it's going to, it's gonna end up dangerous for him before he ends up going back to Franklin. Okay. So so basically, you feel like that's his storyline is that his drugs get worse or deplete. And then he's just put in a position where he has to mend the relationship with Franklin. I don't think it's going to be mended. I think he's going to end up having to go to Franklin. I see. I think we're going to get a lot more out of Leon, period. Like, who he is outside of this. Oh, so, okay. So, I, I, I think that that's yeah, my overview of the the arc, but okay. that's not his complete story, no. Uh, of course, okay. All right, cool. So it sounds like you got him written in for a boring season. That's cool. No, I Isaiah just, John. No, I don't think it's a boring season. I, I, <laughs> no, not a boring season. Like his, his storyline is just going to be, it just, what I'm hearing from you, there's no real development. Keep in, in mind, I'm not a film writer, so I don't right. know how to express that to you. I think it's going to be interesting. Okay. But for me, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be about him losing drugs, trying to get him back. Right. I'm not a film writer. I don't, oh, I consume fair. TV. I don't, I don't make it. Okay, that's fair. Well, I mean, if you, if you know what I'm saying, if, if you a user, okay, I get it. I get it. You don't necessarily have the recipe on how to make the shit. I love sweet potato you, biscuits. You I cannot like, make them. You can't make sweet potato biscuits? No, it's the one thing I'm really bad at, actually. I'm about to say, I've seen you on, on the gram make, make some wild shit. I some, can make everything. Some really fly shit. But I that, cannot make sweet potato biscuits. thick ass skillet you got. I love my cast iron. Yo, that cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so. Are we done yeah. arguing? Because. Well, you call it arguing. No, no, that's what it is. There's <laughs> words mean things. Well, I think in a podcast, this has equity. Okay, these kind of conversations. Have Stressing equity me out has equity? <laughs> oh. oh, if this stresses you out, yo, I don't want to be in any type of situation outside of a podcast with you. No, I just you. end things. Like, huh? would stuff get like this in yeah. real life? Uh, well, You want to oh, fight or what? We're no, not robbing a bank. We can't rob a bank together if this is stressing you out. We can't. Robbing a bank is, you have a plan, you go in, you follow the plan, and you're done. 
Yeah, but as soon as I be like, yo, turn left right here. I'm stressed out. No, 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 no. That's fine. I don't like a bunch of back and forth. Ain't, ain't no back and forth. If you tell All me right. turn left, I'm going to turn left. Like. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, bet. That's what's That's up. It. I appreciate you for that. Um, But if you were somebody else out in the street, are we going to fight? Okay, then move. <laughs> okay. Well, point taken. Uh, Can we get into Franklin in his bookstore? It's up to you. We keep we keep coming up brushing up against uh, yo, the bookstore. My bad. Let me let me fall back. Let me let me sit back in my chair. We keep brushing up against S- the bookstore. Six is driving episode from here on in, y'all. I'm I'm sitting shotgun. Look Go. at you being ugly. Go. I hate, I hate this nigga. I swear to God. Uh, all right, all right. So let's go to Paul uh, Paul Davis. Can we talk about Paul Davis? Yes, it's this natural way of things. Um, so sissy, shut the fuck up. <laughs> again, I just I'm just here to talk about the show. That's all. That's all. All right, talk to me. Um, so no, cause sissy always thinks she got all the goddamn sense. Okay. Decides to go to this smooth ass nigga, Paul Davis, looking fresh out of a Curtis Mayfield video. Yeah. And this like, who are you, the skinny Rick Ross? Like it just, it was, it, it was real black and bougie. I ain't, it felt slimy. It did. He, he's, he, that, that, this actor has a very sinister quality to him. I don't know his name. He, he's on another show. He was like on the first or second season of this show called Yellowstone that I really like. Mm-hmm. You, you watch Yellowstone? No. Dog. You like Succession, right? Love. Yellowstone is like another Succession. One white family at a time. <laughs> okay. And fair. I've chosen That's Succession. Fair. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, when you're done with that white family, I need you to move to Kevin Costner's white ass family in Yellowstone. Okay? okay. But one at a time. But he he was in one of the seasons of Yellowstone. He played a cowboy. He just has like this very like. He just has a tension to him where you can't exactly calculate if he's good or bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think here it's probably pretty easy to assume political, real estate, taking drug money. He's, you know, he's he's a slimy motherfucker. This yeah. is Clay Davis's cousin. It has yeah. to be Clay Davis's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, you know, it's funny. I don't think their last names are um, are an accident. Yeah, I'm starting to think that too. Because they're, they're paying homage to The Wire in very small ways, I feel like. Yeah. Like even the way that um, Leon's projects look when they were out talking to Wanda, right? It was set up. I mean, I know that project was set up that way, but Baltimore versus L.A. having that same circle right in the middle, I felt like that was a, a right. subtle thing. The couch, I'd been, yeah, yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, I gotta apologize to Martin the Mill man because he said it early and I shot him down, but he's he's absolutely right. And it's very small. Like if you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in, in the Davis thing, I think that's a, that's a big small one, right? Yeah. That's one of those, like, you know. But you'd have to have gotten far enough in the wire and remember his actual name, not just the character, right. to do all that. You know? All he got to do now is say, she. She. <laughs> and then we know for sure that they be, or maybe he'd be like, instead of shit, he'd be like, fuck. But even if you don't know who his name is, right? You remember who who said that? Yeah. You can ID him without knowing that's Clay Davis, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. And, and he plays a slimy nigga, too, very well. Uh, fucking, uh, have you, have, did you watch uh, Your Honor? On Showtime? Yeah. Child, yes. Yeah. That goddamn mayor. Yeah, man. He always playing some slimy politician. That ugly ass hat on. <laughs> That's a fact. Um, all right. So Paul Davis, the most bougiest nigga in Hollywood or in LA. Um, and then Sissy shows up with his PTA dress on. Call herself right now. <laughs> Is that what she was doing? Yeah, it was basically like, you gonna make this deal or what? You're gonna make this deal or we're gonna buy stuff out from under you. Oh, okay. You I didn't want this. I'm gonna fin and I have some of it already. I'm gonna finish buying it if you don't do what we're asking you to do. Damn, I didn't read it as a threat. That but that's a good point. I just read it as like, again, I'm an operative that can get in certain spaces that you can't. So it would behoove you to make a deal with me. That's a threat. 
Okay, I guess that would be a threat. Yeah. I'm, see, I'm a I'm a nigga that's so stupid. I wouldn't. I'm like <laughs> I'm like Reed when they were talking to Fuentes. He see like, why okay. me being calm is important. <laughs> right. See. Yeah, that's a fact. Oh. Let me switch my volume. No, 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 no. no. One of us got to be. One 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 got to be re- good cop bad cop. Nah, nuts and calm. <laughs> <laughs> nuts and calm. Yeah. So you Danny Glover. Child, I guess. Okay. All right. Um. So okay, so that was a threat. All right, uh, so I respect. It was it was a business that. threat. It like a, it was a, I'm gonna make it harder for you to get what you want. Yeah. Because Paul Davis notices them because he knew what Franklin did. He knew right, right. So right. he kn- he's heard their names before. He knows they're out here buying up properties too, and he knows that he cannot. I'm assuming that he made that comment knowing that he can't compete with drug money. Their money had their their faucet doesn't turn off. Ah, good point. And okay. so her not even, and she was like, well, he doesn't do that anymore. Right. Of course you have to say that. Nobody believes you. Mm. But that was kind of her, we're going to finish buying this. Mm-hmm. And I know that you want this. Mm-hmm. Well, if you do what I say, then you can also have a part of it. And you can have this. And her play, her play is pretty much um, um, using, using that as political leverage. Right. Yeah, buying her way into politics, basically. Buying her way into politics. Yeah, but but her end game in buying her and and being part of politics is you want the power that politics. Right. Okay. All right. right. So so that's Sissy's thing, and why is she so adamant on that? I forget what happened. And they were sitting at the dinner table. I think it's episode one or two. Yeah. Well, he, well, he was like, you, uh, something well, about the mayor. Something to- bad was happening, and yeah. they needed the mayor's help. Yeah. Was it a space they wanted to buy? No, at that time, they, they, it didn't. It didn't. I don't think that was mentioned. Real estate wasn't really mentioned. It was, or maybe it was. I, I don't know. That's so crazy, man. I, I I watched both those episodes like four times a piece, and it just kind of escapes me as to why she wants Paul Davis's attention in the first. I mean, I, because she wants the political power. But what was the the seed for wanting that political power? Anyway, I, I guess she's kind of looking to the future that this family needs to pivot mm-hmm. and start cleaning up this money. Yeah. And uh, making a transition out of this, you know, this hand to hand gang lifestyle sort, right. sort of shit. So we'll just keep it at that. I think it might have been about real estate, not being able to, to get their hands on a certain piece or being out or underbid or not having the option to bid mm-hmm. because of people's political ties. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, just and also they need the mayor on their side. They have cop problems. I think that's what it is. Cop problems. Yeah. The Knicks thing. The, they have a lot of cop problems. Yeah. So she's trying to basically, it, which obviously, as we could see, it worked in this episode going above. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. I mean, it it worked for what they thought would happen, which is Knicks is off the streets. Knicks basically has no power and no authority. In order for Knicks to do something to their family now, he can't do it as a as a police officer. He has to go. He has to pretty much go completely to the dark side and do something to the family now. He he can't he cannot use he cannot use police resources. That was made clear, right? We'll get there. But, I, no, we're here. What do you mean we'll we'll get there? We're here. Because stuff happens before that. What happens basically is she makes she makes this deal with Paul Davis to some degree, or she establishes the terms of a potential deal. Mm-hmm. Right? If I if I get this property, then we can do business. Okay, so she goes back to the to the crib, and she lays it on the table for Alton and, um, Alton and um Franklin and Franklin. Star of the show, <laughs> right? I forgot the name. The nigga, you know, he's so trash this episode, this, this season that I forgot his name. Um, to, you know, to basically saying that like 
And Franklin knows what's happening. Franklin, oh, Franklin definitely knows what happened. She she sent him into the lion's den. So that's what I can't figure out. Who's propelling this? Is Sissy propelling this, or is and she has to be? Yeah, Sissy's propelling this, not Franklin, right? Sissy. I think I think it's both because Franklin went to the bookstore. Hey, we're gonna buy it from you. Right. We're was, gonna give you double the money. Right. They're like, oh, are we gonna still own it? He's like, yeah, I'll own it, but just consider us like a silent investor. We take care of legal fees, shit like that. It's still yours. So I, I guess the question I'm asking, sorry to cut you off. The question that I'm asking is, who came up with this plan? Sissy, but I don't think that she can. I think that she probably was a spark for the plan, but I don't think she did this alone. I'm not holding only her responsible for this. No, no, no. Neither am I, because clearly, like, it's his money. It's her plan. That's how I'm looking at it. So, like, she. Like, I don't think it's just her plan. I think they did it together. I think, okay, like I said, okay. she probably sparked it. Right, right. But the complete terms of it, no, I don't think. Just to see. Got it, got it. Okay, 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 fair enough. So th- that's exactly what she's doing, though. That's exactly what they want to do is they want to uproot this family that has been, that has owned this bookstore in the middle of Lamert Park, shout out to Dom Kennedy, for 30 years. And Franklin brings it as this transferring ownership, basically. Oh, right. Like, hey, we're going to buy you out to keep you safe. If this, if Franklin was not a bad guy, before this he has to be the bad guy now right i was franklin's moving like a whore Ooh, explain expand just that like stuff like franklin again i think that my inability sometimes to grasp that he might be fucking up in this episode Mm -hmm. in this season rather because season the seasons before Mm -hmm. franklin got shit done right franklin was a problem solver Mm -hmm. right like he had he was never a gangster right um but he made shit shake and did so as, as ethically as you could as a drug dealer, right? right. Um, and he cared a lot about that bookstore right? specifically. So to do that, to take it from them so callously like that? Yes. It's like, what? Yes. After giving them your word? Giving them your motherfucking word. Because you could have given them the option. Because it's not a bad deal saying, yeah. hey, we're going to buy this out, but we also have another place for you a mile down the road that's bigger. Yeah. Like Alton said, you could have gave them the option. Right. Like, what What was the re? I guess, you know, you couldn't afford for them to say no, but if they had said no, you still could have done it. Right. I agree with you. It, it, at least it would have stayed true to, I mean, because you, you, there was deception, but there was an entry level of deception that you could have taken before you went you all tried. the way to Satan. You could have tried. Yeah, you could have tried it. You could have been honest with them. Hey, I need to buy this for whatever reason. Right. So what does that tell you about that? About Franklin? Well, what does that tell you about the fact that they didn't even try it? There's a reason. And I think that reason is why I'm like, okay, you're moving like a hoe. You about to make some more stupid decisions. Some more messy decisions. What do you think the reason? They want this space for some reason. I don't know why. I think this space is, I think they traded the space to Paul Davis. Well, they absolutely did. That's what the scene, the end scene when when Franklin handed him the envelope and the deed. That's what it was. He And then, and then he basically said... If I if if a person had the the ability and the money to make this, it, it was a whole thing. I think yeah, but they were talking about the space that they wanted to move the bookstore to. Because remember, Sissy said they were buying up a whole um, commercial space. Right. That commercial space, that's where they wanted to move the bookstore to. But they're gonna buy out other people. So Franklin was like asking him what the terms should be for buying that out. He was he's going to him trying to gain his trust by asking him for advice. Right, in which he gives him and says, I would demand it. I would mm-hmm. demand a buy-in at And then offers take him to lunch. Right. right. So he's, Franklin's not saying, I want part of the bookstore. He's saying, I'm about to buy this commercial property. How should I go about it? Yeah, okay. All right, so let's, let's kind of let's break down the gram even, <laughs> even more 
broken down, right? The whole thing with Paul Davis, what Sissy says is basically, you're trying to establish the East Side business complex, which is made up of like businesses that are like in this specific area of Lamert Park, because you're trying to expand and make this East Side business complex. But you can't do it because there's certain locals that you just can't steamroll over. You 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 didn't count on their resistance of not wanting to sell. Right, and they're helping him get the locals out. Right, in so return. The, so so the end game, the deal that Franklin made with him was to buy into the East Side business complex. Okay. Right. That's what the ten percent that I would ask for. A buy, I would demand a buy in at ten percent. That's what that's about. So I don't. I'm trying to figure out what how what the fuck is this East Side business complex? I mean, it's obviously. Gentrification. There it is. Okay. Yeah, spoken like a real nigga. You right. It's, it's gentrification. gentrification. Black people can do it too. Yeah. Black people, Black. I think this is showing us that, you know, capitalism doesn't have a color. Still nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Still nigga. Yeah. Because, cause in okay, so just kind of keeping, just kind of keeping true to what, how we feel this is parallel in the wire. You said this. You called this a few episodes ago. You said Franklin is absolutely Stringer Bell mm-hmm. when Avon went away. Yeah. And this is how Stringer Bell got fucked, trying yeah. to get into big real estate development deals. You don't know deals. enough. And not and 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 funny enough, he got into it with Clay Davis. Clay Davis was the nigga that was basically putting him in a spin cycle. So now I feel like Paul Davis has that same capacity. He's gonna he's gonna put the Saints in the spin cycle. Paul Davis think that he gets to be in charge. That's gonna be the problem. Yeah. Paul Davis is not going to want to work with them in the way that they need to. Oh no no no. Paul Davis is going to be in charge. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Paul Davis is going to lash out because, sure, you're in charge, but you can't be here. Sure, yes. Logically, Paul Davis should be in charge and make decisions. Right. That can't happen with drug dealers. Actually, we have other things to do. No, I can't give you. I can, no, I can't write this check. No, I can't move this money right now in this way. Mm. I have to do it this way. That's no, the spin I can't, cycle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, but in that instance, Paul Davis is is not in charge when he should be. What I'm saying is going to be the problem. Is I'm, I'm not following you. He's Paul not Davis should be in charge of their relationship. He can't be because of what Franklin does. Franklin, what, what, what makes you think he's not in charge? I'm saying he should be. I'm just projecting at this point. I'm not saying anything has happened. Okay. I'm saying what's gonna ha- what I think has happened with their relationship is it's going to end up like Clay Davis. Yes. He's going to go through the spin cycle. One, he's going to lie a lot. Yeah. And two, if he doesn't lie a lot, like let's say that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Let's say it becomes a thing where they actually are working together and they're actually coming through with stuff. Mm-hmm. He's going to want to try to be in charge of the relationship. Yeah. He's going to want to try and be in charge of what and where he's buying out and make decisions. And you, he, he can't do that with Franklin. So if it doesn't become a spin cycle where he's lying to him, yeah, it's going to become a, why aren't you doing what I say? And Franklin's not going to do that all the time. No, I think Franklin's going to do everything that he says. I think so. So I think he, that only works if if it's a spin cycle theory. Sure, if it's spin cycle 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 theory. <laughs> if it's the spin cycle theory, right. yes, absolutely. So I'm going to tell you exactly why I know it's a spin cycle theory, because of the advice that he. First of all, he came up with that advice too quick. I'm just offering I, two different. Yeah, 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 yeah of course, I of know. course. Oh, so you do believe it's a spin cycle? Yeah, but I'm just okay. saying on the off chance that it's not. Like, let's say this actually comes out and it's fruitful. Right. There's still going to be a way where he decides, okay, you plan. I got to prove to you that I have a connection to the mayor and everything else. I can make your life hard again. Yeah. And and it's too easy because you're a drug dealer. So, again, who are you going to call? Right. You know, uh, it's back to that thing, um, playing below the surface. So, um, yeah. Next comes to get sissy. 
You said Nick's comes to get sissy? At that point, yeah. At that point, in their arc, when they're talking about after Alton asked. Oh, right, right. All, so they're talking about what they did with the bookstore, right? And then Nick's comes to the door and basically, yeah, takes sissy out. Yeah. Um, Your thoughts on that? It was triggering. Okay. Like, it was hard to, like, I, I wanted to walk away from the TV a couple times. Right. And it might just be because of what's going on. Okay. Because um, part of you knew nothing good was going to happen. Like, I think when I first saw it, I thought, okay, Nixon is just playing with, with um, Saint, going to hold her like they did Aunt Louie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just right. trying to get whatever they can out of her. Um, And then you see him drop that second officer off. Whoa, yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, is he going to kill Sissy? Right. Right. And then Sissy's jaw jacket in the backseat, you know, because she realized they're not going to the precinct. Mm-hmm. He slams on brakes. She hit her head. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, he can whip her ass. Right. Um, they're driving. They're driving. And they pull up to a fucking cemetery. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, shit. This is it. This is it. Right. And then on top of that, they're in front of Andre's tombstone. Mm-hmm. Um, he's explaining to her that it was Franklin who killed Andre as if she didn't know. Right. Um, but honestly, I got terrified he was going to rape her. And I don't know if that's just me as a woman or whatever, but right. when he slammed her head against the tree and is behind her, uh-huh. I was like, is he going to, it was triggering. It was right. super triggering. It was triggering. Yeah. You know, you know what makes this scene very interesting to me? Who do you root for? Who's the bad guy in this scene? I'm never going to root for a cop. I don't care what the situation is. I, I and I don't you. remember, I remember if you listened to kind of movie critics uh-huh. so back then, I didn't like Andre. I, I was okay with Andre dying. Okay. So I don't. I still hold you to that. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. So, so, so for you, Nix is the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and I agree with you, right? And he like, beat up a woman. Like, I don't really care. What, like. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, I, I think, especially on the surface, you know, me being a black man, um, you know, me being raised by a single mother, you know what I'm saying? Like, I absolutely feel sissy in this particular scene. But I think, you know, if you remove yourself from us and our experience of being black people, right? Which is it's kind of a moot question because we know what the answer is going to be. But just in a vacuum, looking at this scene and the history of both parties, who's the real bad guy in this scene? Nixon. I, it's, in, it's just an interesting question. I, like, to, to me, I'm going to say Nixon, but the, the fact that knowing how the scene ended, right, that he didn't rape her, he didn't do anything, he just basically bought her to a site and said, yo, this guy was a good guy and your son killed him, right? So seeing how that scene ended and then the scene that came directly after when they picked her, when, when they picked her up, which obviously this incident has gotten the family back together, it looks like, right? Jerome, Louis. I don't know if they were upset with each other. Yeah, they were. That was Remember when Franklin was about to go to the New Year's Eve thing? He was like, yo, we could be a family again. Kind of the way season three ended, they were on the outs and they were on the outs because they had different ideas about where, gotcha, the, where gotcha, gotcha. you know, so um, it seems like that this scene, her being taken by Nick's in a weird way, brought the family kind of back together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is what Franklin obviously wanted <clears throat> because, you know, you got counsel from a lot of different directions at that point. Right. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, and everybody and everybody minus Jerome, I think brings a good perspective. Uh, to what he should or should not be doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, as as a drug kingpin. Um, but anyway, just the way just the way that the scene plays out, I th- I think, of course, as a black man, I'm going to root for the black woman. But when I step back and really look at who's the bad who's the bad guy in this particular scene, it's just it's just very interesting. It's just very interesting. That's all. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, not trying to not trying to stand on the side of the police because fuck twelve, but um, you get what I'm saying though, right? Yeah, this is interesting. Um, uh, what 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 from here? What from here? Six. After that, we see a lot. We catch back up with Gustavo and Reed. Right, loading up guns. Is that where they're at? Loading up guns, getting ready for. The, oh no, they're no. The stakeout. Yes. Yeah. So Gustavo and Reed are in Tijuana, and they're um trying to they're trying to smoke out Fuentes basically. Right. Yep. They're at a hangout. They think him and his cronies hang out at um like a titty bar. Right. That with, plays they're Rick playing James. Rick James right <laughs> in Mexico. Um, Not even the Spanish version is super free. It's like, like straight American. Just, yeah. yeah. Um. Gustavo sees somebody and Gustavo says, hold my fucking beer. I'll be right back. <laughs> Essentially. Fam. And Reed was like, remember, Gustavo said, fuck all that shit. Right. Um, long story short, Gustavo spots one of Wente's homies, knocks him off a roof, right. slits his throat and carves the number 100,000 in his forehead. I was so here gangster. for it. So my, gangster. My nigga Gustavo. Yeah, so gangster. I love man. him so dearly. Real quick, man. Just And I'm, I'm going to nerd out from a production standpoint. This show... We know that the show is shot beautifully. I mean, the the lighting, the the cinematography in the show is amazing. But every, it seems like I'm not gonna say every episode. So far, well, I know episode two had it. All right, what I'm trying to get at is, and I've seen like IG postings about this. Snowfall does really, really good sort of steady cam long takes. You mm-hmm. know, like when you know, you understand what I mean by yeah. that, right? Okay, so they. So they, they they did one in this scene where he was, you know, following him through the club, went upstairs, threw him off the roof. All of that was in one shot. Yeah. So, you know, like, you know, looking at it, just I understand the logistics of it. When he got upstairs and he knocked him to the ground before he threw him off the roof, you know, the person went out of frame for a little while. That's when the switch happens between the actor and the stuntman, by the way. <laughs> so, is it what that is? Yeah, well, because okay. you, you're not going to throw an actor off. You can, He really threw him off the thing, right? And he landed like a whole, you know, Denzel, if Denzel ever falls off a building, it ain't Denzel falling off the building. You know what I'm saying? It's Denzel's stunt, man. So, so. I just, I guess I never knew when to, I, I knew that happened. Right. But how to spot the switch, I guess. I never. Yeah. It, it, and, and that's kind of the beauty. I just about, figured they were spliced together versus, no, there's a clean, here it is. Like. Right. See, so that's kind of like the mechanism of these long takes, right? It's, it's kind of to do, it's kind of to show the incident in its raw form, Mm -hmm. you know, no pun intended to show you the raw cocaine. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so, um, and to give you the illusion that there, there's no splice, but the splice, that's a practical splice where it's like, okay, the guy gets knocked to the ground, roll out the scene. Now the stuntman roll in and get up. Yeah. We throw him off the thing. So anyway, I just wanted to nerd out real quick, but no, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, carved a hundred thousand in this nigga head. And then we see two officers say, Oh shit. How'd they even find this nigga? Yeah. Like, I don't know, but they're here, so let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So the plan worked. My nigga Gustavo gonna come through every time. Yeah. Yeah. Reed was pissed about it, because basically doing that, it violated one of the stipulations of the DFS. And then they lost DFS support. There you go. So that yeah. means they had to go into this motherfucking, this, uh, what do they call it, this villa on their own. And Gustavo looked at him and said, what did you think I was gonna do? Yeah, that's a fair question. He was like, what did... What what did you huh? Yeah. You thought it was gonna be nice? See, that was a good time for Gustavo to be like, see you asking too much. First you don't want to get a hundred thousand, then I take action, and now you trying that was a good time for Gustavo to lighten his ass, by the way. Okay. Just you know, from if any of the writers are listening, that was just a good time for him to do that. You know what I mean? I wish y'all could see my face. 
<laughs> She's so not he's not going. He's not going to bait me into this again. I was, no, I didn't want to. I just you, you're right. I'm not trying to bait you. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. No, you don't. <laughs> but at that point, you know, they're like, and Gustavo admits, "Hey, I was a hothead, but that fe- I just need to feel a little better." Right. Basically, he was like, and Reed's letting him know, like, "Bro, we we can't go rogue when we go in here. Like, these niggas not playing with us." Mm-hmm. Um, and Gustavo was like, "Look, as long as these niggas end up dead, I'll do whatever you tell me to." Right. That's a fact. Um. So. All right, so kind of getting back to this. Well, no, okay, just because it was a quick scene, but it's a queen. It's a scene that we gotta address. Wanda and the tooth. Wanda gets high at the spot, listening to another crackhead talk about what stealing a puppy. A yeah, poodle? stealing her uh-huh. grandmother's poodle that cost five hundred dollars, <laughs> and Wanda's like, "Oh, there's something in my tooth," and she yanks her tooth out, right. like a molar. Yeah. And starts bleeding. She's looking in the mirror at herself and they're just making fun of her. Um, I was telling Treasy off mic, like, for me, what I hope that means mm-hmm. is they're going to start talking about the effects that crack had on the, the community, community, people that used it. Because if we're keeping this story, you know, true to what it is, this is when crack first started. Right. So they didn't know it was going to happen to themselves. Yeah. Like, you know, a joke like, oh, my teeth must have smoked those. Like, she she's smoking her teeth at this point. Like, right. So I think that hopefully they'll show the damage that it did. Yeah. Outside of just the violence, like the way that it changed the fiends. That's a fact. And and you know what's funny is that kind of possibly ties back into the the beginning credits because again, what what struck me about episode three uh, snowfall credit is that it started to become unrecognizable, mm-hmm. almost like a broken mirror. Mm-hmm. And what was Wanda looking into? Mm-hmm. A broken mirror. You know what I mean? So maybe this is kind of reflection of the the season credits. To your point, which is it's changing the texture of the neighborhood to where it's unrecognized. The palm trees and things that made this place so pretty is, you know, it it looks like destruction now. And not even that. I think that gives Irene more of an angle to start writing about. Well, we we she's yeah, she said it. She said it clearly, like um, which I'm starting to believe maybe she is from Crenshaw now. Yeah, right? yeah. I think <laughs> after this this particular scene where she's talking to her, I guess ex husband. Yeah, is what it seems like. Yeah, I was like. Oh, okay, oh, she that's is. why she's in Crenshaw. That's, no, but not uh, even that. Just the way that she was talking and the way that he was talking about, oh, you get obsessive, you know, on your neck. Like, you, you right. be doing too much. Yeah, so yeah. So she might have been doing this for longer than we feel like. Right. Um, And she might have been there for a while. Right. That's that's a good point. Um, um, So she, so, yeah, man. Yeah, what's happening? You brought up that point about, like, um, kind of showing us the city. You know, I... What am I trying to say here, man? Basically, I want to give you your flowers because I think that this this may be what? an entry point. Showing Wanda may be an entry point to something that you said you wanted to see from Mel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I see. I feel like her looking in the mirror is. And like, how are you not mad about seeing shit from Mel? You just want to argue. Keep going. Huh? Not seeing what? Exactly. No. We ain't seen Mel since episode what one. And you yeah, didn't say well, shit about a, that. She's in Odessa. Where are we going? I, keep going. She's going. It's, I know. It's going to pop back up. I I know. <laughs> But she's not a threat, right? Because we don't know what she told Irene. But that's fine. Keep going. My nigga, you I know. keep talking no. about no. Uns- go ahead. You go keep- ahead. Listen. Go ahead. No, 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 we're not no, here. No, we here. No, we we're here. not. Nigga, here now. <laughs> Check that time. Because eight thirty, eight forty-five. I got to bounce. <laughs> you gotta, oh, hold on. What the? Oh, all right. You good? It's, it, you good? We said it's seven fifty-four out this piece. So you got thirty minutes of arguing left in you. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. The thing is that. You're you're talking about threats that 
Franklin has not seen yet. I'm talking Treasy, about. I was poking at you. Oh, okay. I'm I was. Not, I was. Worked. I was. Li- I it was worked. literally was poking at you. You so petty, dog. It worked. I was literally poking at you. All right. I think you're just trying to concede because you got somewhere to be. No, that's, that's not fine, even it. I was literally just being a jerk. Okay. You shouldn't do that to real niggas, but I got it. Though. You have been for the past two hours. I've been hitting you with mad facts. Bro. I know, but mad we see facts. Irene in her kitchen, and he's her ex-husband. Why is he putting a board over her window? Is that just because of where she's at? Maybe. Because we don't maybe. think anything happened where he, that needed to happen, right? We don't think anyone's looking for her. Well, maybe that go yeah, no, no, maybe that just goes along with her story, which is that, like, the neighborhood is falling apart. It seems like she's still where she was. Yeah, okay. You know, the neighborhood's falling apart. Um, maybe that's what it means. I don't, I don't know. There's, you know, it was a very subtle thing, so whether we get an answer to it or not probably doesn't matter, but. We find I, out a lot about her in that very short scene, though. We do, man. Do, do you feel any better about that character? No. You don't? You still feel like she's a piece of shit. Yeah. So you, you feel like no. A- I don't feel like she's a piece of shit. I feel like she doesn't know what she's doing, and that she's not taking the time to figure it. I feel like she's being careless with what she feels like is help. Okay. You feel like you're helping, but you're you're making a bigger mess, and you're not taking the time to see how that could be happening. But do you okay? So and here's where the question gets complicated, right? Because Gary Webb, the work that Gary Webb did, right? It, it was, it was important. It was important, especially to black people Mm -hmm. because it, it, it painted the picture that like, yo, we don't bring this shit in. Mm -hmm. Like y'all are all, we, we get these hard, you know, timelines and hard jail time behind things. But yo, what happens to the people that are putting it in front of us? Mm -hmm. Right. So it showed us that the machine is bigger than what we've given it credit for. So the work that she's doing is very important. We just don't like it because we're attached to Franklin Saint. No, yes and no. But even we're just talking about Gary Webb, right? Like, yes. again, I'm the the child of militant parents. So hearing things about that, a lot of people, a lot of my aunts and uncles, you know, family friends, their critique of Gary Webb. I asked them. I asked them about this show okay. um, last week. I sat around, and talked to them for like two or three hours. Right. Um. And one of their, we were talking about how do y'all, I asked them, do y'all think Irene is Gary Webb? And they all gave me a look like, fuck that nigga. And I was like, you know, I gave the same thing you did. Like, this, we would have known the CIA was doing this. Right. And they were like, yeah, but the more he knows, he never took care of us either. It was just a story to him. He oh, knew people. Yeah. But I think that's the beef, right? Like, yes, the CIA is doing this. People should know. But at what expense? You know how much hell he caused? And and sure, I get it, right? If you're because okay. your intention, your intention and your reasons matter. Yeah, absolutely. But I care about black people, not Gary Webb. So yeah, sure, when you do that, whether and I care about black people. Period. Gang banging, drug dealing, drug using, whatever. Me as well. He got a lot of people hurt doing that. Okay. He he flared up wars doing that because things started to change very quickly as Gary started to tell things. Right. They had to change things to to shift around that people are being nosy now. That well, got a lot of people hurt. I was gonna, I was gonna, I would imagine it gets a lot of people killed because yes. now you have to cut loose ends. Yes. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. I mean, and and you're saying that and things, he didn't right? care because he was. People talk to him about this. The real Gary Webb. I don't know if they will do it here, but right. those conversations were had with him. Well, that conversation was clearly had. I think that was the last conversation that I think I think that's the conversation that her ex husband was having with her, mm-hmm. and that's the conversation that the the last scene. 
um, where she was talking in the car with old boy. I think that's the same conversation he was having too, which is like shit is happening at a level that is so above me that like you like you're walking into a place where people are going out of their way to fuck up laws. Cause he told her about Cardenas about her being disappeared. Yes. Like that. And that's the white woman who was, um, she was killed. Right. They I actually, even, I really don't remember six. I think that she was killed. The little skinny white girl who was working with Lucia at one point, she was pretending to be Lucia. Yes. She was killed. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, she, she was, was a loose killed. end. Yeah. And and he basically told her, hey, she got disappeared. Yeah, she disappeared. She, she got yeah, killed. Yeah. And That's so, who he was talking about. Damn, yeah. Thank you. Good looking on that. Um, and so Irene's digging, digging into it, and he's like, Hey, no, I don't have nothing else for you. This lets me know this is above us. Right. Um, but he gives the name. Right. Which she's now gonna go find it. I think that's our entry point to the Gary Webb story. Right. Oh I think the CIA, she's gonna start poking at things uh-huh. and she's gonna get closer to Reed than Man Boy is, but her getting close to Reed mm-hmm. is what's going to cause her quote-unquote suicide. Right, because Reed played a part in covering up that lady's death. Child, Reed will do it. Yeah. Reed will be the one to pop her in the head. Yeah, that's a fact. Because you, what we can see... Right, Reed would have killed his wife. <laughs> that's a fact. Yo, yo, Reed's got some real, like... I want to know who I'm he's I'm very surprised to, his father is alive. I'm not being funny. I, yeah. I really thought throughout this show that at some point Reed and his father would get into it. Deeply. Mm. Well, maybe we just haven't gotten back there to it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because Reed's been pretty, brother. and Reed's been pretty dynamic. Yeah. Listen, we get a lot of Reed's life. We do. We so. have. Reed's. Reed's. A, I ain't gonna lie. The shootout kind of like this nigga did a whole shootout in some khakis and a tucked in uh, fucking polo shirt. Like a real nigga. <laughs> this nigga literally could have went straight to the club after the shootout. Shout out was nineteen eighty five. Like, like Reed is he a different breed, man? Um. But yeah, man, I, I think I think enough people have tried to given have tried to give Irene the out, saying that like what you're doing, the damage that you, what you're going to uncover is probably going to do more damage than it is going to help. Yeah, and she she's a fiend for the truth. That's that's her drug, right? Right, because what the the truth is, but it beats a bullet any day. Yeah, truth beats a bullet any day. But I think the the importance of that though is. And I get it, right? Because I'm a person who cares about intentions. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't say that I wouldn't want the CIA exposed. Mm-hmm. But I'm upset that she did not take care of the people she called herself helping. Because now it's selfish. It's not about helping them. It's about writing a story. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's the... In- so it, it maybe that's what falls... Okay, so there's always a little bit of truth with a lie. She probably is from Crenshaw. But Shouldn't she probably really care. Do- doesn't really care about the community. Yeah. She's excited about this story. She's excited about the story. Because everyone from all ends are telling you, yeah. you're going to get us all hurt. Yes. Your daughter already don't talk to you. I'm really interested in what happened to the point that her daughter, she had to find out her daughter got a new job from her ex-husband. Right. And not just a new job, but at, at J.P. Morgan. Yeah. Right? J.P. Morgan, who we all know is currently selling coke, but we'll get back to that. Right. But the funny part is, was her response to that was like- um, How do we raise a banker? Yeah. So that that makes me wonder like- um, Who are they? Well, what's what's her conviction about bankers? Would be it's my was my first question. Like like what does that mean in your world? Like maybe she was being honest about knowing um Fred Hampton, that's the name I'm looking for. Right. Cause if so, yeah, as as a communist, you're against banking. Okay, okay. <laughs> so oh, so do you think she really was involved in the party? Maybe. I think that's an angle. I think cause being upset about banking. Right. How else would you kind of explain that? Why else would you care? 
You all right? So something that her ex husband said. He was like, uh, "I'm trying to remember the wording," but he said, "I just don't want to see you get stepped on." Again. Again. What 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 does that mean? I feel like she probably got. My thought about that was maybe she got demoted. She might have gotten hurt at one point right. with a story. Um, I think story fishing for a story at one point got her either physically or physically hurt or hurt her career. Or hurt her career. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I I, I feel like that's one of those important lines that's going to rear his head later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that again, I was like, hmm. Yeah. Right. That, what happened? Th- those words are very purposeful yeah. in that way. Yeah. Um, and especially I, I would imagine words are even more purposeful when you're talking to a journalist. Child, you know what I mean? Because they'll gaslight the fuck out of you. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever date a writer. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. No comment. <laughs> um. All right. The shoot. Is there anything really to talk about the shootout other than the shit was off the chain? Child. Two niggas went in there. First of all, so this is so exactly what Reed and Oso did at that villa. To me, that's exactly what fucking Peaches and Lerp can do to hold to Scully's whole situation that's all I was illustrating. It's like these two niggas took out some tactical police. I know these other two niggas could take out. But again, out I think all that hood. feeds into my point of Franklin is on Scully's side again. And I know it don't make sense. It don't make no I, sense. I know it doesn't. And I was tweeting through it and everyone, there are people who agree with me and also were like, I don't know why it makes sense, but it does. But I, I completely understand how that sounds outlandish, you, but in my, I don't, I don't have an explanation for it, but in my gut, I feel like, he is on Scully's side. I I don't know how to. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what you're you you're saying that feels like to me. You being upset about the show? No, 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 no. What it feels like to me is if you ever play like roulette, like at a, at a casino. Yes. You put money on black and you put money on red at the same time, so you win either way. That's what it kind of feels like to me. Is like you're putting money on black and red at the same time by saying that like he was he was in. He's in favor of Scully because to me it's that's a losing bet, man. Like I, I just even if you did, even if you were, Scully doesn't know, so it negates the point that you were Team Scully. He's gonna blow your head off before he finds out. But if his his is why am I stuttering today? Because because I got you flustered. No, I'm putting you in the corner because I'm beating your ass up against the ropes, nigga. I am. You're beating up a black woman. Oh, in this right. climate, you took. I can't believe you took it there. You're beating up a black woman in this climate? Uh, I can't. I think that's childish for you to take it there. And I feel like you're being man- manipulative with your words. That's, that's not what I asked you. I'm not. I'm figuratively beating up on a black woman in a in a conversation where I'm giving you a lot of space to say the things that you feel. So I'm. I apologize for using figurative speech Thank you. to illustrate. But something like I said, that was very real. I feel like I feel like he's on Scully's side, and I on. I, He's going to get Manboy killed. I think he's going to try. He may fail, but I think the the arc of it is he's on Scully's side and thinks that he can get rid of Manboy first. I think he's, that Franklin's being really messy right now. So again, I don't know. And I'm admitting that it does not make any sense. Right. I know. But just, well, well, I, I feel think, like I'm right. I think you saying that is interesting. And, and, and listen, again, because I'm pro, I would love to see writers write themselves out of a corner. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the most fascinating things to watch in a show mm-hmm. is when, when we think something's one way, they completely lead us in a different way. So, we so think it's in, one way. But it's the other, other way. way. It's always back to the wire with this. Insert that. You here. feel me? <laughs> um, so, so, but I'm, I'm with you. I hope you're right in that way. I just don't see it playing out. But these writers 
maybe is smarter or maybe not smarter than us. I don't know. And I'm also very just nervous about the writers because God bless the dead, John Singleton is no longer with us. Yeah. So a lot of stuff is like, oh, John would have made this work. I don't know about you though. I, I don't know, man. Uh, like, like, I think, um, I think the spirit of John Singleton exists. They're doing very well. I just, you know, you're just a little more cautious. Yeah. I mean, but, but John I trust Singleton. John. Be I don't know them. I mean, listen, have you ever heard, have you ever heard, um, I forget the guy's name who produced the, uh, the Tupac movie, man. Oh, I Which forget. one? The one that hit theaters, the one where the, the dude, really Demetrius, Demetrius, um, Anthony Ship Mackie? played, no. uh, nah, nah, the one where Demetrius Ship played, uh, Tupac. The dude who looked just like Tupac played Tupac. The, the one that was in theaters like three years ago. I ain't watched a single Tupac movie in the theaters. Okay, anyway. So, but, so, you know, John Singleton was attached to the Tupac movie mm-hmm. at one time. At one time. Yes. But, but the story, if you go back to the Breakfast Club interview with the guy, I can't remember the producer's name. He talks about why John Singleton was not attached to the project anymore. And he said that the, he talked about the opening scene being like showing Tupac getting raped in prison and they were like yo we we're not doing a tupac movie showing him getting raped in prison dog like and i i think i'm regurgitating this correctly so i'm i'm bringing that up to say just because john singleton was attached doesn't mean that doesn't all the you know what i'm saying it doesn't mean that it's the right direction like this nigga sound like he might have been a little problematic you know all respect to the dead excuse me that, that he had the no, potential I'm just to be saying a because the first three seasons were immaculate as they were and he was attached and now he's not i'm you, just saying i'm just wary of it because of that so. you know what's crazy i'm not saying he's a magic behind it i'm just saying that he's no you. longer no, there no, i get you no i get what you're saying I'm, i I can't remember at what point in season three he was obviously was he around for the development of season three because they could pay homage to him at the end i think he died midway oh he died like midway mm-hmm. okay okay yeah um and the homage was someone how they were dressed so they could have easily reshot that too that's so true it, too. So it might have been after. That's that's very true too. Um, but the shootout was was fly. It was really good. Um My nigga Dusavo. And 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 Fuentes Fuentes was murdered. So do so is there a force behind Fuentes? Obviously, right? There's another cartel. Right? I don't know. I know other cartel. I don't know. I don't know to what extent. Okay. I'm sure he had conversation with other cartels, but I don't know if any of that would warrant a retaliation. So I guess I okay. So I guess the question of what I'm really asking here is, where does the Reed and Oso story go from here? Because they've Oso is not built to be a cop. That's a fact. But now he knows that Reed is CIA. Okay. Reed is still going to want access to Oso. Uh huh. Oso is not a cop. Okay. He, that's not his body. That's just. He cannot, he, if nothing else, he showed us this episode, he cannot operate within the confines right. of the law. Of the law. Okay. And I think Good that's going to be a point of contention because Gustavo is not nobody's cop. So if you don't, but if you don't want to be a cop, like, so Oso could just say, listen, but Reed I'm wants done. You, but Reed wants you now. Why does Reed want you? Routes, relationships. That, again, they use Lucia's mama's routes. Uh-huh. Lucia's mama hates that white boy. Uh-huh. She will. She only even talks to Gustavo. Right. When they come over, she tell the white boy to leave, and she has a conversation <laughs> with Gustavo. Right, right, right. Okay. And he's a gringo. They they don't trust him. Yeah, that's a fact. They definitely don't trust. He can't. Gringos. He can't maneuver by himself. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So so it opens up in that way where it's like you work for me. No, there's no way I can work for you. And then tension. Maybe okay. that that feels like it. Um, 
unless it becomes to what you brought up, like a fight between cartels. Like if there's no one stopping anybody now either. Yeah. Now it's a free for all. Right. It's kind of a, it's definitely a free for all. Or um, it might be both. Cause and also Gustavo has nothing or no one now. Yeah. So would he even leave Reed? Maybe he's like, look, I'm gonna do shit the way I've been doing it, but I hear you. Like right. I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Gustavo from here. Um uh, is there anything else that we need to unpack in this episode that we kind of left hanging? I mean, we didn't talk about how we did. We brushed up against it. How cold and callous, motherfucking uh, Franklin Saint when it was. came back at the end. Come on, man. That was that for me. I was like, did he really just? That that was very unbecoming. Knowing who his father is and knowing what side of the road he stands on, and then part of the pitch that Franklin made. You know, it's about keeping black businesses in black businesses hands yeah. which in a weird way even with this deal it doesn't change that you know Rafiki books still Rafiki books that's black owned was well, corporate owned but you know but it can't be where it was it can't be where it was access matters access absolutely matters. because well, it, it's it, a mile down the road does a mile mean over a freeway does a mile mean over a train track well i think in cali cali's not new york right so it's like this is around the time they started building freeways over areas to cut off access like they did in overtown miami mm. so a mile could mean a lot of things a mile doesn't mean access mm. and we do know the freeway ricky ross because he was right by the freeway not saying that that means anything. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm, I don't see where you were going, but I was trying. I was drawing straws there. No, um, but like you know that this was around the time where they were actively cutting out these areas. Yeah, they were actively making it so you could bypass these areas. Right. And so if it's a if he's trying to get things over to a commercial space, right. A mile is a mile is a mile. It doesn't mean you have access to it. That's right. And and, and you said the key word gentrification. Right. So the so whites are on their so way. So it's obviously it's there's an obvious coup for displacement here. Um, led by the city and their yeah. codes and all these other things. Um, but and- I think also to my point of Franklin not being a gangster, as mm-hmm. nasty as it is, I think Franklin's becoming one. Yeah, I think he's trying to put on the hat, but I I think so. He's not going to be the good kind, but he's definitely becoming a gangster. He's not, but I think this deal that he just so-called himself entering with Paul Davis is going to expose him the same way that it exposed Stringer Bell. You know, which is like you're 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 just a you still nigga, you know what I'm saying? In the words of hope, still nigga, mm-hmm. man. Like you can do whatever you feel like you got to do to wash and rinse your money, but when you put it in this political system, you're you just don't a drug dealer. You're not in control. You don't have the connections. You yeah. don't. You don't have the connections. Nor, but but here's the thing: when like you're not cut like that. Yeah, like what are you gonna what are you gonna do because you're a drug dealer? Anything you do to piss somebody off, yeah. you're a drug dealer. You're a drug dealer, dog. So, you know, and But I think what might be interesting in that, he's a drug dealer who works for the CIA though. They got him off a murder charge. Well, yeah, so that's the part Paul Davis doesn't know. Right. So so It'll so, be interesting to see if that dynamic yeah. becomes important. But he I, I just can't wait till that th- that thread gets very thin for Teddy. Because it's going to happen. It has to. Yeah. It's plausible deniability. Like the more Irene stirs up this shit. Pop, pop. The 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 thinner that that string is gonna get. That's going to give. That's going to give Reed the access to kill her mm-hmm. because he can just say she's just he's it. finding out too much. Yeah, so. and get the okay. So, but um, okay. Have have we squashed? Have we stepped on this episode enough? This shit 
stepped on like a fucking Britney Spears song, dog. Like, <laughs> all right, all right, bet. Let's uh, let's pop off the Rico Wars. I don't know whose wife you've been fucking or what pocket you robbed, but whoever, whatever, you're out of here and off the street, transferred to evidence downtown. All right, so the strongest person in this to me was clearly Oso. Gustavo stole this goddamn show. Like, I again, we've never, we've seen Gustavo angry, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen him doing what he was told. Okay. But getting revenge, Gustavo, I likes that nigga. Mm. I likes that. He made shit shake. He was like, we need to find him. That's cute. Y'all want to do all that little shit? I don't have time for all that. Right. I'm going to go carve a hundred grand in their head. They're going to know it's us. Right. And they're going to know we're here. Right. He's look, looking like, what? I did what we needed to be done. I absolutely agree. Yeah. like I absolutely agree. I think Gustavo drove this episode mm -hmm. without a doubt. Um, yeah. The whole mission was for him. The, the, the biggest, biggest piece of action that we got out of this episode was because of him. Um, so I'm all the way on board with you there. Uh, next up, though. You actually agree with me for something this episode. Yeah, wow, I'm capable. God. I'm capable of being diplomatic. It's willing. It's not the capability <laughs> I'm ever concerned about with you. I think you're very intelligent. I think you're very, you know, capable. Yeah. It's it's the willing. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. I'll take the flyers wherever I get them and how I get them. So who is yours? Who is your general? Um, To me, I'm going to say Paul Davis. I'm gonna, really? Yeah, I'm going to say Paul Davis. And and actually, to me, it's a very close second with him being the gen, like the, the floor general for this episode because um, so many things happen to get in his graces. You know, to he was sort of the anchor point for Rafiki books. He's the anchor point for like, um, you know, he was like, he's the anchor point for Sissy's sort of storyline. Mm -hmm. um, there, there was just so much that was wrapped in and invested into Paul Davis. Um, so much so that fucking Franklin Singh forgot that he's being chased by Scully. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like Holy. he com he completely rerouted, you know, he completely rerouted the focus, uh, from off the streets into the politics side of things. Okay. Uh, and, and so for that, Paul Davis to me is, uh, is, is the general. Um, to me, it's Nixon. Um, mm -hmm. for a lot of the same reasons you said, I think my biggest point of contention besides Gustavo was what happened with Sissy and him taking her out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the end where he lost his position, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think that ends their troubles. I think Nixon's mad now. Right. And I think that he has a reason to go rogue. Mm. Right. Cause if I'm not mistaken, he's going to lose pay. It's a different job. You know what I mean? And he's yeah. not on the streets. He doesn't have the, if he's extorting other people, he's lost the option. Yeah. He's lost his access to extort Franklin. If he was still doing that, yeah. um, he feels reprimanded. He's embarrassed. Yeah. Um, his balls have been cut completely. So for me, like I hear that people are saying, oh, that gets rid of him. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that gets rid of him. So I'm, I'll be interested to see next episode whether it got rid of him or made the problem worse. Ah, so you think you think this act of starvation really creates a bigger beast? Yes. I can see that, though, yeah. because because now now you got to feed the ego. Now right. you got to feed the ego. Now so he I has to prove that. Franklin wrong to get his job back or yeah. he has to feel better. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, I'm rolling with you there. Yeah. All right. So who who was the weak link? Who was who was the quote unquote informant of this episode to you? Because I, I I haven't yet gathered that. And by that meaning, we're just talking about who's the most useless. Who's the, you're right. Who's the most useless? Alton. Who? Alton. Mm. I'm I'm getting a lot of just Alton's there to drive the complaints. Right. And it's necessary. Okay. But a lot of time he's just there to bring light to. What's he's like the oranges in the Godfather? 
<laughs> if you right. start talking, you need to pay attention because something bad is happening. Something bad is happening. Right, right. Right. It's like, okay, you're calling out they did bad business. Yeah. Okay, you're upset about Nixon because, you know, uh, Sissy got arrested. Sissy, not arrested, but she got kidnapped. Got kidnapped, yeah. Um, he's asking what happened. Franklin comes up behind him. Nothing I didn't already know. You know, like, it's just, he just seems to be around to to drive uh, curiosity. Got it. More than anything. I can see that. I, I, I'm I'm not all the way rolling with that because just because of I I, I get why you're saying that, but I, I don't roll with that all the way just because I feel like the points that he were making were very valid. They were very they were very um, th- um they were, but he didn't have to make them. Well, he did because it, it's true to who his character is. Right, but I'm, I guess when we talk about the weakest character, yeah. if Alton wasn't in this, it would have ran the same. Nothing would have been missed. Gotcha. You know okay. what I mean? So, he all was right. a filler. I got you. He was yeah. filler. He was filler. Okay. Well, I, I, I agree with you. I don't agree who's the weakest link. I'm going to give it to Jerome this episode. Because uh, of that scene. Yeah. Because of that, of that scene. scene. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Jerome showed that he is very easily swayed. Um, You know, you, you, you pointed out our past two episodes. You know, he just wanted to do his weed shit. He just wanted Jamma Jerome's want to smoke with some Reggie. Yeah. And and and, and he all but again it's important. He do what Louis tell him. He he does do what Louis tell him, but you know, it it may hit a head, man. It may hit a head, man, because um obviously they have conflicting viewpoints. He he wanted to back man boy, she wanted to back Scully. Mm-hmm. There's conflicting viewpoints here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, you know, he's all cuckoo, he he with fucking man boy who just appeased his goddamn ego with the shoot him out bang bang. And while I think man boy's an idiot, I think you're right. He does see that, and he might start poking at his manhood because Jerome. One thing yeah. you can't try him as a man, right? And said. Louis normally doesn't do that. So if he starts poking at that, making him feel like he's less than a man for listening to Louis, I can see that. Yeah, because yeah. and and you know what? Just to reiterate that point, when he was like, "Yo." Killer Jerome or whatever he called him, and he was like, "Yeah, you was like Babyface Nelson. What do you say, Nellen? <laughs> so Something like that. Nelson. Yeah, Babyface Nelson. There ain't nothing Babyface about me, nigga. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerome had to make that comment, and then he was like, hey, "You old ass nigga." <laughs> so, so absolutely, man. Jer- Jerome has a very flimsy, and I don't know if this has always been the case or if this happened um after he killed. The, the person in the shootout, but Jerome is starting to show signs of like a very flimsy ego, a very like, very it's always f- been like that. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cause I, I never picked up on it before, but now it's like glaring. I think when it, when in season two, when mm-hmm. they realized how big Franklin was going to be, it was always, you know, Oh, now you telling me what to do. Uh, oh, now we're doing this or, or, you know what I mean? He gotcha. wanted to make decisions. He wasn't really qualified to make. Gotcha. It's always been like that, I feel like. Got it. Yeah. Well, he gets he gets the award from me for the week, nigga, so. I but, can buy that. Or, Yeah, I can buy that. Okay. I can buy that. But, well, uh, what, what, I wonder what Hove got to say about this motherfucking episode. You go first. Whatever this is, the people are dying over it. And other people are going to less. I have never seen to cover it up. This is the kind of stuff that will get you killed. All right, so the Jay-Z lyric, this ain't really... Um. I haven't been the strongest the last few episodes, right? And 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 if I'm being perfectly honest, I don't really predict that mine's is going to be stronger than yours. But I'm going to give mm-hmm. it a try because because uh and, and because you know what, it ain't a competition. In this way, me and you have the same goal. It's always a competition, but keep going. <laughs> All right. So for me, this episode was very, very, very 
um, political heavy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, from the Mexican government, I mean, from the Mexican, basically, intelligence um, to, you know, Paul Davis, the positive Paul Davis, to the firing of Knicks. This is very politically, I mean, even down to, like, whatever, you know, everything that Irene is unearthing. is That's why po- you lose every time. You always want to explain it. Is this how I lose? Yeah. All right, Ben. I'm step going, on it. I'm just, <laughs> Mine's you, always dramatic. You're right. You're right. You, I step yeah. on the point. Fuck. I should have just hit him with a quote and then explained after. Okay, I get the formula. Listen now. to the drama of women sometimes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Do we, we know what we're doing. Uh, so, reasonable doubt, dog. Politics as usual. Uh, what ho say? Skating through your town, putting it down. Y'all relating. No waiting. I make your black infrared hot. I'm like Satan. And that's tying into like the, the bookstore owner that you can mm-hmm. keep, you know, you can keep your silver Satan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this nigga Franklin is causing hell on the on, on his he's causing hell on his blocks with gang with gang violence with these gang wars and he's causing hell on his blocks with the drugs and now he's causing hell on the blocks with real estate yeah. and the displacement of of of, of black equity. Mm-hmm. So that's my line. Okay. Um mine is from streets is watching. Mm-hmm. Uh waiting for you to break make your first mistake can't ignore it that's the fastest way to get extorted. But my time is money and 25 I can't afford it. Being assorted like a dive of chocolates. Nigga you bought it I slide back and cock it plan it abort it and your man's get a pass. This rhyme you're opening on bitch time. So, like, for me, it's Franklin's getting it from all sides at this point. Okay. Like, everybody wants him. Got so it. So, he's like, okay, if that's the case, I'm going to just take everything from everyone anyway. Like, his his evolution into being this really bad gangster. Like, right. I'm going to take everyone's money. Everyone's after me. I don't do anymore. Hmm. From all sides, I'm getting it. Mm. Well, like, I'm... everyone's w- waiting for him to make a mistake. Right. That's a good one, but I I think since you pointed out that this is a competition, I think mine's beat yours this go around. Uh, even if it did, you'd stepped on it too much. <laughs> so unless you edit the fuck out of it. No, it didn't. Oh, I might edit the fuck out of it. You and might. then edit this part of you saying you're going to oh, edit of course, the fuck out of, of it. Of course. Now you didn't Absolutely. exist. Because that's the power of media. <laughs> I have social media, though. And yeah. I will tell everyone that you did this. But you don't have access to the source files, my nigga. You gotta have That's access fine. to the I have, source. No, no, files. I have an Instagram and a Twitter that I'm never gonna tell these people about. Okay, well, I I tell you what, if you could follow me on film at filmmaking treesy on Instagram and at filmmaking trees on Twitter, then I'm pretty sure you can see times that I've added six on Instagram or Twitter, <laughs> and you can find. We it. should probably make an Instagram or Twitter for this show, huh? I'm not mad at that. I'm not good at keeping up with that type of shit, but I support it if you do it. <laughs> You see how I just put the just pass the book. Well, you know you. what? In in all fairness, Treasy does all the editing for this show, so I guess I I could be a decent human being and do the social media part. There you go. So ne- I, hopefully, next episode you will grace us with the social media yeah, for yeah. our definitely Grams of Snow podcast. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, shit. We're gonna jump into episode four when that motherfucker come out, man. Thank you for listening. Bye, fuckers. Grams of Snow. This has been an On Ear Network production.